one, two, three. Ooh, that, yeah. was, that was tight. That was tight. <laughs> that should be part of our intro. Uh, it definitely is. Here okay. we go. Hello and welcome to the Section 109 podcast from Studio Breezy, joined by Jay and Matthew, Whoa. Sir Mix-a-Lot, Bobble Juan. Jay, you're back in the studio, baby. Boys, oh. we're back in the studio. It's been a hot minute. How we doing? Man, I don't even remember the last time CFC even played. I don't even remember the last... Well, I do remember the last time I was here, but it's been a, it's been a while. In the Chattahooligan Slack this morning, I posted a Dave Chappelle crack, uh, crackhead <laughs> meme. Where I was like, I need a CFC game. I do. I feel like we haven't played in forever, and we will get into why in a moment, but... Um, Jay, first of all, what's up? How did you pick the intro song for this? The, oh, for the pod? Uh, yeah, I and I people have commented on it before. It's uh, such a banger. I just have epidemic sound to make uh, to have uh, like legal music that I can use. Uh, what is that? What's that called? Copyright free or whatever. Mm -hmm. So basically, I have a subscription to a bank of songs and sounds, and I just spent like three days just looking and then i finally found that one and i just like played with it and played with it upstairs at my house and would so like do the, a fake intro with it we get and it's a it's just a fucking banger <laughs> um and i love it but uh, we get a copyright claim but not a copyright strike every yes. every single time uh, they claim it to say like hey there is copyright but you're still free to use it i think on almost every episode on youtube that would not allow us to monetize yeah i think that might I be can the change case. that great good to know Behind, um, behind the curtain, and I, I need to show I need to show you the YouTube at some point because you know a lot more about YouTube than me. Um, but it's just interesting. Like it doesn't bother me. First of all, I don't. We don't have enough listeners or watchers. <laughs> I don't think to monetize this bad boy. Second of all, I don't even want to monetize it. Um, but it is maybe someday it'll be it'll that'll be a thing. But it just it was interesting because we don't get it every episode, right. but we do get it randomly because it scans the episode and we get like uh, we get a claim here and there. But again, it, it says like it doesn't say like you can't use this. It just says like. I don't know. I'll well, show, the I'll thing show is, is I can. I'm going to go type Section 109 podcast into my subscription plan, and that will change. That will change. Oh, yeah. interesting. So cool. Yeah, Matthew. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I basically have to list out whatever you used. Continue. Oh, that this makes is sense. Boring for most people. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> um, Matthew, the Club de Leon match. Um, well, for actually, let's go even back before that. The last time we talked, we talked about two things. Uh, the upcoming Savannah match, which we were very excited about. Um, and then we have podcasted since then. But <laughs> it, our last podcast in person, you and I, um, since I came home with the Rona. Um, we talked about the, the Savannah match that was coming up. And then we talked about, we thought it was a 10% chance of that Club de Leon match happening. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we didn't. I mean, it was a 0% chance. I was just saying, um, I thought that was high. Actually, it's not a zero percent chance because it's technically been postponed. Let's first, <laughs> uh, let's first. Had Savannah been postponed when we podcasted last? I don't remember when we I podcasted last. We podcasted when I was. You were in, I believe, out of town, and I was here, locked up for COVID. I feel um, like I was virtually. in my house. Were you in your house? Okay. Um, so either way, Savannah got postponed. Um, the fifteenth, which was the day before. The day before the Savannah match, so it was already postponed by that. Okay, so how are we feeling about the postponement date, boys? They finally announced it yesterday, right? They yeah, uh, Saturday, October twenty first. Uh, they're using the they're using the the makeup weekend. One of the only, I mean, like, look, it's annoying that Nisa had to add another week, and they shouldn't have had to add another week, but because Nisa can't get their shit together. But also, adding another week to the season, yeah, it, say, it's going to work out annoying. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what's what's interesting is. Uh, both of Savannah's makeup dates, the Saturday that, that we play them and the Wednesday before that Saturday that they're playing Maryland Bobcats, 
Both of those are not taking place at their normal stadium, Memorial. It's a bummer. Uh, it's taking place at, I don't know, some high school in New Richmond, Georgia, and, and something I think, like that. I think Old we will, Richmond, Richmond Hill. I think, those. I think we will oh, see yeah. a lot of that because, to be fair, like the my understanding is the league said, like, hey, everybody, by the way, we are unilaterally deciding to extend this week. Yeah, call your stadium. Call your stadium, and if you don't have availability, find somewhere else, which is it's shitty, but also, like, everyone, I think, is in the same boat. I don't know that we would have availability that week at Finley. I think maybe there's a UTC game maybe that way. I believe the 21st has a UTC game, but not, like, the 22nd, the Sunday right. the 22nd. But. I, yeah, I think everyone just had to scramble a little bit, and it, no sounds, it sounds like Savannah had... It doesn't uh, seem very nice a thing to scramble, does <laughs> it, Jay? It's, it sounds like Savannah has uh, some high school football commitments that they already made, which is no surprise. You know, there was a high school football game at Finley, uh, like what, last weekend or something like that, So, or this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not terribly uncommon. Uh, so they've had to adjust, and, and there'll be a different venue for us to go down to a couple weeks in a row. Um, uh, and that's just how it goes. So our remaining schedule, and we'll get to Club DeLeon, and I want you to take us through a little um, a little history of of kind of how things unfolded, because it was a wild ride, Jay. I don't know if you've heard Matthew's history of the Club DeLeon match. But before we get there, our remaining schedule, currently as it sits, is 10-1 against Gold Star. That's this Sunday. Away 10-7, uh, which is a Saturday at Savannah, should be a blast. Away 10-14 at Flower City. Uh, away 10-21 at Savannah. And then home... Big question mark uh, against Club de Leon because, uh, spoiler alert for how the Club de Leon saga has come out, we are going to host them instead of them hosting us. This is for people who don't have Twitter. Yeah, or who just might not want to be that t- like tuned into the bullshit. <laughs> God, God bless them for it. So, Matthew, take us through. Give me like the um, give Jay and I like the five minute recap. Let's not go too long on it on how this unfolded and what um, what we know happened from uh, both leaks and from some phone calls that you made uh, maybe to some venues. <laughs> so, I think you have to go all the way back to right around uh, when Hurricane Adalia was moving through. Uh, the kind of Gulf of Mexico coming up through Florida, the um, Michigan stars at uh, club de Leon match that was scheduled for, uh, I believe it was like Labor Day weekend uh, around things. We would have been in, in about to go to California. Um, that match was, was postponed and they said it was for venue availability and precaution against uh, the hur- hurricane Adalia which was not remotely forecast to go anywhere near Daytona beach. Uh, that was, that was a series of red flags. The following week, they were set to host flower city union, uh, in a massive, absolutely massive six pointer. Uh, flower city was last playoff spot for both teams. Flower city was two points below them in the table. Um, and, it, we were, I think, we were, we are in California at this point in time when this happens, uh, and that match was uh, was announced as a as a forfeit, straight up as a forfeit, and the the reasons given was venue availability. Hmm. Uh, come to find out through uh, the the great work of of Rick Lewis in in Rochester, who writes for uh, the blog Valiant Thirty Three. Shout out. Uh, he he did some digging. Uh, there were some phone calls made, and and he reported essentially that uh, Club de Leon was kicked out of Daytona Stadium for failure to pay its bills. That's uh, Sonisa. The the match, both the Michigan Stars match and the Flower City match. If you go back bef- 
to when they actually last played a league match at Daytona Stadium. It was mid-June. Mm. Damn, the way the schedule worked out with a um, with, sound good. with like some traveling, with some uh, uh, just just like the big kind of independent cup break. And, and I guess they actually played the independent cup match at some point in July. Yeah. And I think it was at Daytona. Um, or maybe it, I don't actually know. Um, but again, like a big gap between independent cup and, and, um, uh, some of these, the, the Michigan and, and flower city matches, uh, they'd reported had been kicked out of their stadium, um, for failure to play bills. You, you couple that with, uh, the, the rumors that were flying that they were not paying players. Um, uh, we saw several, we saw several players move on. Um, like just no longer stop, no longer appearing for, for Club de Leon. Uh, we faced one at Albion. Correct. Yeah, Yuki Shibata, who was at Stump Down with Rod, tore us up <laughs> on that right wing. He was a man possessed. Uh, he had played for Rod previously at Stump Town. Uh, was on, was on Club de Leon. Had moved to Albion. Uh, we had heard, we had heard that that it was open season on on Club de Leon players. They were considering. Uh, Club de Leon to be out of compliance with those, those, those contracts and anyone was available to, to, to move and leave and do whatever. Um, and that was more or less confirmed while we were in California. And so you have, you have all that going on. You don't have a venue. We were incredibly skeptical uh, in California at, at that time when a, when a club forfeits, that's the end basically. It almost always is the end. Yeah. And we were incredibly skeptical that, they, there was even a venue available that they would figure whatever come to find out uh it's um probably midweek ahead of our savannah match that ended up getting postponed for covid and all of a sudden uh something new appears on the nisa website uh, the match is going to be played at seminole soccer complex in sanford florida uh if if you've ever heard of sanford it's kind of between orlando and daytona it's home of uh, Orlando Stanford Airport, where Allegiant flies from Chattanooga. It's also home of the uh, of the Amtrak Auto Train, which leaves from uh, Northern Virginia, just outside of DC, and arrives in Sanford. Uh, you can throw your car uh, on the train instead of driving. I was just going to ask what's an auto train, but you explained it. I was like, that's a weird name. Yeah, for, it, oh, okay. it's a weird. It's an interesting offering from Amtrak. That's very much beside the point. I'm about um, to do that. <laughs> just to do it, yeah, dude. Sounds like fun. Let's drive. Uh, let's drive your truck and let's just go park it on the train and make <laughs> it <laughs> some GTA shit. Uh, it really is. <laughs> so, so anyway, you've got, uh, you know, you got this complex. Uh, okay, cool. They've got a new complex, right? That's great. Except this is Club de Leon we're talking about, and yeah. and I and none of us on. It, I mean, I'll speak for me and Breezy here. Neither of us thought that this was going to happen. Um, uh, because of all the reasons mentioned, if they're kicked out of their stadium for not paying rent, uh, it's incredibly hard. Do they have any money? Number one, do they care enough to to find another venue? Uh, will they actually pay that bill? Will they even? Do they have to pay in full in front, or does is the league going to step in and pay a bill? Are they going to ask us which, to pay a bill? Which like, when when we talked about predictions, my prediction was if they played, and this is still by the way, my prediction remains exactly the same. Uh, you and I don't believe the game's going to happen, spoiler alert, but if it does, the 10% chance that it does happen, it will be because the league stepped up and ponied up and paid for something to happen. 
And they've kind of done it by scheduling it as a home game for us where the league could probably potentially just pay for their travel and then Get them a bus. we know that we will pay, we know when, we're going to pay our stadium bill and play at our stadium. We, if it we know, this is kind of going back to last year with Syracuse, uh, but we, we definitely had some insight into what was happening in Syracuse. R.I.P. And like the league, when the, when the league was like helping big R.I.P. Like number one, trying to convince them to like, to do things on the cheap and like not take care of their players. They were very much saying, Oh, like you have a, you know, 12 hour drive or whatever from, from Syracuse to, to Detroit, Michigan. Like just, just take some 15 passenger vans, like go, go the, the, the day before stay in a shitty hotel, like leave after the game. Like it'll be fine. Like you'll figure it out, whatever. And of course that's not incredibly that that's not a safe environment for, for any visiting player whatsoever. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's what ends up happening for Club de Leon of, you know, it's eight hours in in a car, like just get some cars, get a van or whatever, like come up to Chattanooga, play the game, go back home, you know, whatever. Honestly, kind of like how AC Houston, sir, did it uh, when yeah. they came for the independent. Cup. It's just extremely amateur. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because when you were saying that, I was like, we all know what the NPSL is and how they do things. It's literally what went through my head. This is, I mean, this, this is, this is textbook. the NPSL with, uh, with a little bit more money, with sanctioning, and a little yeah, bit with more sanctioning. crime, yeah, and, and potentially, <laughs> potentially a lot crime? more crimes. <laughs> so okay, so let, let, let's let's take it back to allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. Don't allegedly, sue us. Allegedly, allegedly. So yep. we get um, we've never we, yeah it was yeah. we've never had we've never had a, a cease and desist letter. We're gonna get one at some point for talking shit about Nisa. No, no we're not. We're not so on, it won't be real. It'll be on like you know it'll be probably fake. But. Well, considering they can't they can't you know put together a hundred bucks for a, for a stadium rental. I'm not sure they can pay a lawyer to send a letter. I mean, legal shield, uh, free legal shield. <laughs> now you've, so on Wednesday we kind of get word, Hey folks that are, you know, trying to, trying to go to this game in, in Orlando area, maybe don't. Um, We're the only team in NISA that has to say anything like that. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, so like, just, just the heads up, like, Hey, like it's, it's not official, but like, this thing really might get postponed or, or, or canceled or just not happen like be prepared for that we had already canceled our travel a week a week before that like we were, we were kind of planning for this uh you know put the word out to some other people there were some people that went down anyway because they scheduled some family stuff or, or because they're awesome they wanted to have a vacation yeah i mean like and and so like that's um, I know. I'm just saying. Like, I think George Whitman went down no matter what. Yeah, um, I think was Tom there. Gonzalez I know, was down there. Oh, went, I, I, went to the went to the Rowdies game instead. Hell yeah, good for you, Tom. Um, <laughs> Vic I was know down Vic there, down with there with family. Yep. yep. So, uh, and then uh, then on on Thursday, at Man, five we would have had such a good crew down there because it's all the people, other people that canceled. Fuck. On on Thursday at five o'clock, uh, the club released a statement and just said, basically, yeah, there's no venue. There's like we're we're just not going. Like. It was a little this, chippy. This, it, was this a can't little, be, it was a little chippy. This can't be met. Uh, or the, the requirements to host a match are just not being met. Like, we're just not going. We were 100% in the right, but there was a little uh, it was a little chippy. That that message read a little bit like, what the fuck are we even doing here? Mm. And so... Like, why the, are we in this position? The, mm -hmm. next, the next morning, Nisa releases a statement. Uh, that th yeah, this will be, be Friday morning. Nice of them to release a statement the next day. Yeah. And and they said the match is being postponed. Uh, oh, the, the, the CFC statement also said, like, you know, we look forward to getting another home game for our supporters. Um, Which, by the way, hell yeah, I'll take it. Um, the next day, Nisa releases a statement, says that there was venue issues uh, going on and um, mentioned something about the backup site not being... Uh, 
uh, or essentially that, that CFC had declined to play at the backup site. Um, and, and that they decided to move the match to Chattanooga at a later date. You know uh, a couple hours later, Nisa edited this statement to remove any mention of the backup site. I wonder why. Probably because it was a, like the median of I-4. Just a, a gra- a, you know, a little bit of grass. A couple pieces of gravel. You know, you've got the, the interstate as, as, as the boundaries like for the white lines. Like, good enough. Probably because they realized uh, that taking a shot at us for not wanting to play, I mean, it appears in what were unsafe conditions or potentially, I mean, the worst case, if you read more between the lines, is maybe there wasn't a venue. So, I mean, maybe like the, this backup, did this backup venue really exist? I don't know. I mean, you're making jokes about it being middle of I-4. Like, it's a I mean, fucking like, problem. Now, we do we do know. Let's just go back for context. Let's just go back two years ago. Because there was a NISA match scheduled at a college that then somehow fell through all of a sudden. And the day before the game, the venue was relocated about an hour and a half away, as I recall. Um to was this uh, in California. This was in California. Breezy was there. This was the LA Force match in in 2021. <laughs> oh. I streamed that game. Yeah, you did. Because yeah, yelling. so th- the match was relocated was awesome. the day before not the awesome, game. Well, I was an salty. hour and a half away from the original location. There was not going to be a stream whatsoever. There was not an ambulance present. There was not an ambulance. There was not an EMT support. There was not a defibrillator. It was in a literal public park next to other children playing. There was not a lot. There, there were, were not. there were no locker rooms. There were no stands. There was absolutely no nothing. I imagine that the backup site for for Clip de Leon, whatever Nisa had a, able to secure, I'm gonna guess it was a public park that they didn't have to pay for. Yeah. That they could just like yeah. you know roll up, like drop some lines down, and you know yep. tell the referees, hey, just go here changing your car or whatever. And I'm, I'm going to guess they tried to get away with doing that again. And unlike in, in 2021, that's an easy, that's an easy thing for us to say. Absolutely not. We're not doing this again. Yep. We're not, we were very, we were very, very clear for something we did not do. We were very clear on this podcast. And I, I, I imagine we were very clear at the time in more formal settings, that this is not acceptable. This is not professional. This is not compliant with U.S. soccer, with, with, with FIFA standards, and we're just not doing it. Like, we're not doing it again. Like, yeah. that, that's an automatic forfeit. Yeah. Now, Nisa and, and essentially, I'm guessing, has basically just given us, like, hey, you're taking a home date for this. Like, sorry, you don't have a choice. Because by all accounts, that is supposed to be a forfeit. Absolutely should be a forfeit. The club, the if club you is can't prov- money. If you can't provide a home venue, you don't travel to your opponent's venue. That's not how this fucking works. And no, also the competitive up. integrity of the entire season is like fucked because we get an extra home. Now, Albion, it doesn't matter in Nisa because Albion already has two extra home games and they've already uh, had forfeits for dumb shit. So like it doesn't matter. But in real leagues that are professionally run. This is a forfeit every time. It's a forfeit. If you can't provide a home venue that's suitable, by the way, and there I'll, are rules I'll, for that. I'll note you're done. There is absolutely nothing different with the circumstances that led to the Club de Leon forfeit versus Flower City than to our situation a couple weeks later. Matthew, there was a hurricane. No, that was the that was the Michigan Stars game. Oh, that was postponed. Like the Flower <laughs> City game was literally forfeited. It put Flower City above Club de Leon in the standings. Sorry, I get my forfeits confused. <laughs> <laughs> There's only been two this year. There's still time. Like, there's there's no difference between what happened for Flower City Union 
gaining that forfeit and then then what happened in our circumstance yeah so um to, disgusting but like this is nisa it's gonna get weird we're getting a home game out of it we will Allegedly, see if yeah. we get a home game out of it we will see if uh i think it just kicks the can down the road on what happens to club de leon so here's a thing that um you and i have talked about if we get to the end of the season as an example and they ha- maybe well, I don't know when they'll schedule the game, right? But let's pretend they schedule it for the end of the season because it fits in that in a window that doesn't fit in the window now. Yeah. And there's a potential that Club de Leon is completely out of the playoff picture. We have potentially clinched a whatever position we're going to be in the table, hopefully first. And it's a dead rubber game that doesn't help anybody. There's not a chance that game gets played. That's what I'm saying. There's not a chance that game gets played. Now, maybe now it's also possible they don't schedule it for that late, right? They could schedule it somewhere earlier and it could happen before stuff. But if there's nothing on the line, do we think mm-hmm. that game gets played? No. no. There's there'd be no point. I mean, it, it, the only reason any of us would look at it in a positive light is if we do get that another extra home, game. home game to go to, but yeah, the, in, in any other real reason from a league perspective, it doesn't it, this it is a team. Be, uh, it would be a forfeit that should have been a forfeit to begin with. Yeah, this yeah. is a team Dra- a dragged out forfeit. that an extended has, forfeit. has not <laughs> played forfeit. a match since since August 19th. They're wow. scheduled to play this weekend, right? They're scheduled to play this weekend. And it's going to be really interesting to see if they play. I believe, I believe they're scheduled to play LA Force this weekend. At home? I want to make sure. I thought it was supposed to be at, at Clipper they, they ain't making it to California. Unless the league picks that up, right? I mean, right. That's the question. Like yeah. the league has, like, look, there's a lot of problems in these. So this doesn't get me giving them credit, but They're like they have to... paid bills of teams in the past. So yeah. this is. <laughs> so it's not completely out of the realm that they might. Start. They paid Syracuse's bills last. They're probably paying Gold Stars' bills right now. Um, they have they paid for Stumptown's bills. Like they have paid for other people's bills. Yeah. It's possible they do it. I'm not suggesting they will because I I think that Club de Leon is dead. But they are scheduled to play they've got they've got four games on the calendar they've got to make up a game against us and two games against michigan stars how much do i bet they'll play both of those in michigan a friday sunday dude uh, yeah seriously so that'll be oh that'll be the most ne- or a sunday tuesday the most nisa things of, of all yeah. time so here's, here's <laughs> wait did somebody isn't somebody playing a 9 a.m game today uh tomorrow tomorrow yeah, yeah i saw 9 a.m flower city's playing at gold star at 9 a.m tomorrow unbelievable so okay so this is the remaining schedule uh listed for club de leon they've got october 1st at la force they've got october 4th at gold star they've got october 7 at michigan and they've got october 15 home against savannah they have to now add in a game at chattanooga and they need two to games ha- against michigan stars. and they need to have two home games against michigan stars Yep. Not uh, happening. Don't think it is happening. By the way, you that... Remember, you remember how you said there's still time for more forfeits? <laughs> Listen, this is actually <laughs> really important, though, because the there's kind of a three-way battle going on between Michigan, yep. LA, and... Um, Albion? And Albion for, for, second, for second place. Yeah. And Michigan might and get six so, free points. So, so Michigan's got three games that in they hand. still have to play against. Mm-hmm. Like, three in hand, and also three that they've got to play against Club de Leon two reschedules and an already scheduled match that has profound implications. And by the way, like not for nothing, like they're not, you know, they win all those games in hand. It's not like they're, you know, still so far back away from us. Like if we, if we slip up, drop some points in, in some of these next couple of games, like they get nine free points out of club de Leon. 
they're right back in the thick of it, man. So now like, I'm now I'm rooting for uh, Club de Leon to play. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's move forward um, uh, from this. Jay, did you see the video that they put out of the new CFC office? I did, yeah. And I have something funny to say about that. And as someone who worked in the previous office, I'm sure you have some like pre- pre- maybe the pre- previous the, sorry, previous previous office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you may have some more insight here. Go. Talk to us about oh, it. Uh, well, no, just one of my favorite things ever was I I love trolling. Uh, I don't always do it, but I love watching it happen. And the club trolled the shit out of the Knights Who Say Nisa because they put the we're moving up gif, a gif that said we're moving up. And uh, Knights, the Knights Who Say Nisa reposted or retweeted it or re-X'd it and said... Uh, whatever it is. Yeah. And said, uh, it's happening. Oh, calm down. You know that Michael Scott or whatever? Calm yeah, down. Yeah. It's happening. Everybody calm down. And then it was the new office. And I put, like, I just commented on it. It was like a troll in like a Jeep that was like driving by. But it was just, it was so well done. And, and seeing the club do things like that on social media is only going to make more people love them whenever things, again, blow up again and more people find out about. Absolutely. So seeing but, stuff like that. By the way, shout out Alex. Yes. My wife time. is an alum, and I am uh, drinking uh, I'm drinking out of the, the coffee cup today. Um, <laughs> the new, uh, that new, the new office, office is on, it's on Market Street now, which is great. It's in the middle of downtown. I didn't mind the one right down the way. It, it was okay, the one right down the way from the stadium on uh, it's, uh, Reggie White. Not, yeah, uh, no, it was on Chestnut. Yeah, Chestnut. And, um, yeah, just... Right? Carter Street. Guys. Carter Thank you. Street. You're right, you're right. Sorry. It becomes Reggie White Boulevard. I was like, well, that is right, where Reggie White right, is. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Chestnut is where I used to work for a guy who's in a lot of trouble right now. Um, Shout out. Uh, but, yes. Wow. I, I'm, if he I'm walks a big... in a room, it'll be a frosty reception. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Shut up, Matthew. I'm a big fan of seeing anybody move up. I'm a really big fan of seeing people that I love move up. And uh, it only means good things if you're if you're moving up, you're 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 hiring more people, which I'm sure we're going to talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, let's talk about that right now. Um, so we're opening up space for more people. So, so let's not. I don't want again. I don't want to spend too much time on this because we have a lot of food questions to get to. I have I have been uh, I've been <laughs> waiting for this. Those, so. The article the article uh, talking about the new office this morning mentioned that ten new full time positions had been added to CFC since the beginning this, of the season. Since the beginning of the year. Let's go. And, I don't, maybe it isn't a season, but it's a year. Sorry. And and we've we've been told that there's another three postings right now, two in corporate partnerships and in, one in communicate. I think that's including those 10. Including those 10. I think. Is it not? You think it's 13? I wouldn't be shocked, man. I think it's 10. I well, in the verbiage, in the verbiage, it would mean that if the position, uh, when you say the positions are added, you mean 10 people have been hired? Or those are 10 positions that have opened up that we're now hiring people for? I am telling you the extent of what I know. Okay. And I don't think it's. Uh, <laughs> so here's how I read I, I, I don't really care if it's you're 7, insider, 10, Matt. or 13. Come on, Matthew. Yeah. I have a feeling that you're going to get a text a little bit later once this podcast drops being like, you dumb idiot. Just read the article. <laughs> Probably. So I'm assuming, because 13 is so many people, already 10 is a lot of people. I'm assuming it's 10, including those three. It might not be. The point is, the club is growing. CFD yes, is a massive club. And we're massive. I'm so so excited that they're moving to a new office. They're like they're growing, they're expanding. Um, we're entering the next chapter. Um, we're in first place. We're the most talented team in the league. Like times are good, things are good. Let's fucking go, Jay. How's the boat? Oh, the boat's fire, man. Uh, well, I'm you know I got a lift. Uh, this is hilarious. I'm gonna talk about this. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, it's great. I've been going out every weekend. Have you, are you leaving it in the marina now? That you have to lift? Yeah, yeah, it's at the marina. How nice is that? It's so it's so sick because like on any night, 
any weeknight, Rachel and I are like, mm, we don't want to cook. You're trying to get in the boat and go get Amigos, dude. Let's dude. Or go to Island Steve's Cove. Landing. Yes. So it's awesome. Yeah. I'm that, having a blast. Are you doing more fishing on the boat or more just chilling? Uh, more drinking. Uh, no, just more chilling. I don't. I sold my trolling motor. I just do so much fishing in Florida that when I here, it's just about. I really got the boat so that my wife could be happy and in the sun. That's the majority of the reason <laughs> I got yeah. my boat. So I love that. Yeah, so, so take notes if you're looking to get married or you are married and you're struggling. Uh, yeah, get a boat. Get a get a <laughs> get a get a boat and get out there and uh, get on the water. Get a cheap boat. Yeah, just that's where she's happiest is on the water. So we had to have it. I love it, man. So, I love it. Let's go to some food questions. Can I? Hey, before we do, can yes. I say one thing? Absolutely. Uh, I just want to. We were talking about new positions, and I just want to shout out one person who I think is doing an awesome job, and his name is Isaac. He's the guy who runs the scoreboard now. I got him that position through uh, Owen. Humble brag. Back in the day. Well, Owen was like, we need people. And I was like, this kid's a freaking genius. It's my boss's son. And now he's actually my coworker. And it, it, he's he's extremely smart, extremely driven. And uh, he cares a lot. And he's very technical. And he's doing a really good job. And I love that the club's keeping him around and sticking, sticking with him. And, uh, yeah, I just want to say that. So love it. Love it. it. Hell yeah. Shout out. That. Shout out. Uh, I'm going to go straight right, to you, Jay. Hang, hang on. I, I want to in- intro this bit a little bit. Okay, go. That's basically all the soccer stuff we have. Uh, yeah, yeah, you should say that. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, well, yeah. th- this is a food podcast, we, Matthew. We just, we just decided it's, that this was the, this started as a soccer podcast, but it's become a bad food takes, or great food takes, if you're talking about my food takes We, we just, like, invented a reason and like to talk about, like, some of the play, soccer shit. We got to play a fucking game to talk about soccer. Bingo. And... But this is a food podcast now, so it is. What's well, a food takes? Podcast. And like we've we've interjected some of our food takes uh, throughout, like interviews and, and and stuff like that. But like we've never like really dove all the way in, especially not with Jay. Yep, and we so need to do it. With, we need to do it with Smitty here at some point. So soon. let's like but just, let's dive. Let's fully just dive in. Shout out Smitty. I do want to. I do want to say shout out to my boy Zach. Uh, he listens to all of our podcasts and every time before I come on, I text him. I'm like, yo, you got any questions? But his questions are so deep that we're probably not allowed to talk about them. Is it soccer related or? <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's soccer related, but we're not allowed to talk about them. Stick it in the mailbag afterwards. Oh yeah. yeah we can add, add, add it for a future episode. I just, I just put out, I just put out a call for, for a mailbag with some people too. So like, we'll see what happens. Beautiful. Okay. Jay, anyways, soccer's over. What's up? What is your most controversial food take? Oh shit! Oh, God. <laughs> Starting hot, you baby. You may need to come back around because that may that may. I mean, well, I mean, we all know that I think pineapple goes on pizza. So that, but that one's kind of that one's like, not even controversial. That's, like that's just right. Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. Hey, Matt. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you mine. So yeah, the, yeah. Well, give me, give me and, an example. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So the world is gonna judge what's controversial. I don't think my take. This is a controversial take at all. Mayonnaise belongs on hot dogs. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Um, no, I am a man who enjoys the finer things in life. Now, I have been doing a little bit of trolling, which you have seen. Yeah, um, I, I do fun. not normally get just mayonnaise on a hot dog. I do do it. I'm not. I didn't just stage those photos and not eat it. Like that hot dog was delicious. I usually put, and we'll get to some hot dog questions, but I usually put <laughs> mayo, mustard, and uh, mayo, mustard, and uh, ketchup. Ketchup, thank you. That's the that's the other condiment. I oh, don't I usually put one. relish. I know. Um, Did you guys see his brain? Like he started mayo and it like deteriorated a little bit. Then he said mustard. It deteriorated a little bit more, and he couldn't even get the words ketchup out. So Matthew, the thing that like mo- most people put on a hot dog. So we're gonna stay on hot dogs for a second. Matthew eats a dry hot dog with no condiments. Pound it. You do as well. Yep. Oh my. Ketchup, not good. Mustard, 
Not that good. If I'm, thought, if I'm mayonnaise, hammered, if I'm hammered, I'm literally doing a, a the light, most uh, ketchup and mustard mixture. Oh, I thought hammered. I knew you two. Yeah. You don't. Now, I will say, I want to experiment more. I think I talked about this last time. I want to experiment a little bit more with ground mustard as like like a seasoning to Matthew, grill it with. Matthew took... You're, you're stepping into uh, <laughs> Reezy's territory here. <laughs> Matthew took a hot dog and basically like brined it. So not brined is wrong, the wrong word. He basically marinated a hot dog in, Salt, in things. Salt, pepper, uh, garlic powder, onion powder, and... Uh, Ground mustard. You don't, don't do that you to your hot dogs. You don't live in prison. Why are you doing that? I'm. What I'm actually going to start doing now is, uh, if your I hot dog if I know way worse than mine. if I know we're going on the boat next, I'm going to like take a, <laughs> I'm going like, to get like four hot dogs in case one of you want to try them, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and just like pre-season them and out 24 hours before. I'm still trying to think of my food take, but I think I might have figured it out. All right, go. Bacon is fire when it's dipped in Nutella. I was really high one time back in the day. Whoa! And I did it, and I was like, "Okay, that's amazing." And then, like, salty, the sweet. Couple days later, I was like, "Man, do you think I was just stoned?" There's or, a, like, was that actually good? There's, and it, I, I really, I still like it. There's a reel going around where they take a dude takes bacon, and sorry, I can't remember his name. He's very famous. He always does the like, "Come here, come closer," and then he gets to your camp, and then he tells you a thing. Anyway, it's really funny. But he, you take bacon and you put it in pancake batter, and then you uh, cook the pancake. And so it's a pancakes Ugh. and with bacon on the inside, which just reminded me of that. I've Damn, never done anything like that, fire. but I did. I I have enjoyed in my youth uh, <laughs> taking bacon and like putting it into grits and like having a little scoop and then eating it. I could I could see that. Matthew, do you consider yourself a good cook? I think so. Yeah. What is your go to dish to impress somebody? Mm. Um. So. Am I doing? Uh, it's probably a pasta-related dish. Uh, I've gotten I've gotten pretty proficient with just like grabbing a grabbing a, like a red sauce or something, putting it in the pan, maybe mixing a little bit of cream or a little bit of white sauce with it to to zhuzh it up a little bit, <laughs> and then and then just drop in all kinds of spices and maybe some broccoli, maybe some uh, chicken sausage, or or if I want to go regular chicken or, or pork or something, whatever, and then just doing noodles on the side, commit combining it all at the end. I've gotten I've gotten pretty proficient at making a nice a nice sauce out of nowhere, which I feel like is like a family birthright for me. It's yeah, her- embracing the heritage. I love it. <laughs> Jay, do you think you're a cook? I'm I'm okay. Uh, <clears throat> I would say yes if I didn't have a chef for a wife. She's not actually a chef, but she can no. she can freaking cook, dude. Some for those that don't know, she's literally written a co- cookbook. So like she's still writing it. Yeah, like we're gonna do videos and stuff. It was it was it was vegan, but she hasn't. She has since converted oh, no. back to not being. Oh no, she's a sinner. She she eats primarily a vegetable based diet, but uh, she's been eating other stuff, and so she's been cooking with like more meat and stuff. But uh, which is great. But uh, yeah, and and I know that she's a great cook because we have podcasted many times in the kind of the first um, chapter uh, of yeah. this podcast at your place when you had the only studio we had access to. And it was like we'd be upstairs podcasting, having a great time, and then you would just start your stomach would start grumbling. Just yeah. and then and then get suddenly you get out of nowhere. <laughs> what is that? What is that smell? And it was just heaven every time. And I think she was just showing off. To be fair, every Probably. time we were there, yeah. But just yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> but like, put your wife out of it because like yeah, just because yeah. she's a professional doesn't mean you can't I'm be decent. good. I'm 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 decent. My mom's an awesome cook, and I used to spend a lot of time with her in the kitchen. I am great on the grill, but I don't count that as cooking. I think you should. Um, oh well, then I'm I'm a fire cook. I want what? I want a grill because that's like that's the one thing I don't have. 
in my arsenal nor in my house because I was gonna say you got building the, the patio. Yeah. What is your go-to dish to impress somebody? Jay, it could be grill related, could not be. I'm gonna include grilling and being a good cook um, because I think it counts. You don't I, have it, to. It 100. It 100 counts. You're gonna call me a poor Italian because it is spaghetti for me. But Hell that's yeah. because I do it differently. How do you like, do it? I don't use ground beef. I use the mild or hot, depending on who's coming over. Italian sausage. Nice. And I marinate it, and then I use like a a combination of spices. Um, but it goes, you cook, it's, it's like anybody cooking spaghetti, but you have to, you have to do the sausage first, then the onion, the garlic, et cetera, et cetera. And then I use this specific red sauce from Trader Joe's that I found that's super okay. fire. And then I, I pretty much will make that around 7.30 or 8 a.m. And we won't eat until 6 p.m. So it takes nice. all day to simmer and cook through. And I stir it every 30 minutes. I have a timer on my phone depending on that. what we're doing that day. But I've, I've never done an all-day all day sauce, and I really want to. I also want to start like going full homemade. And instead of I, – I typically I typically like zhuzh the sauce from like I'm not one of those people that needs to buy like a can of rouse or something like yeah I go I go get like some basic shitty public sauce or whatever and then make it better and then just make it for better sure, for sure. Uh, it's like as plain as possible yep. Listen, uh, I, I, sometimes my mom taught me a, a weird a weird thing where like if I, I like to use like fresh basil when possible but let's, that's let's the number that's the easiest that's the easiest thing to spice up any like yep. if you just want to add the, the shittiest pasta and the shittiest tomato sauce just a little bit of fresh basil makes yeah. such a difference it, it really yeah. does but I, i'll take dry basil and i'll just like pour a bunch into my hand and then i'll just like kind of like rub my rub it together oh, within yeah. my fingers to like kind of break, break it, it down and like yeah. really unlocks you, a lot of flavor with it and you take your hand up and you Salt bay that shit. Absolutely. <laughs> Salt baying is <laughs> so fun. Time consuming for the amount of basil I'm putting in a pasta. Hell I, yeah. I will say I can make a mean chicken tetrazzini too. My mom taught me how to do that. Let's go. And uh, I that that was like my oh I'm in college, and I'm this girl and I are hanging out and I'm I've got to cook something and that's what it is. I need to I do this. I need to do my seafood risotto again. Shit, that sounds. Yeah, uh, Matthew's been learning how to make risotto randomly, and it, the pictures have looked good. Um, I will say that I don't consider myself a good cook uh, because I'm only good at a few things. I don't like naturally like throw things together. I don't, na- and I don't know how flavors come together. Like Ella does. Like Ella will go like, "Oh, we need to add this to this meal to balance out." I don't. That my brain doesn't work that way. Yeah. But I can make a, a bunch of maybe not a bunch. I can make a, a handful of good things on the grill or cooking that I do well because I just kind of repeat the pattern. It's four so, things. Four things matter in cooking: acid, fat, salt, and heat. It's a great book, but I think by that name. Yes, and also <laughs> it is a uh, amazing. Uh, you should check it out on Netflix. Hell I yeah. forget her name. She's a chef, and she goes around the world. Or maybe I'm remembering. Maybe I'm remembering the Netflix book. But I'm pretty sure there's also a book by that same title. Um, so my go-to dish to impress somebody now, by the way, um, it's either fajitas, which I'm I'm pretty good at, or I'm getting pretty good at making a ribeye steak nice. um, just on the grill. What is a go-to comfort dish to make yourself feel good, boys? You're at home, you're cooking in, you're staying in. What's kind of a go-to dish you're cooking for yourself? Well, if I'm, it, it depends on uh, the last time I went to Florida or not and what I have in the freezer. Ooh, little fish. If, if I don't have anything, it's some kind of uh, stir-fry. But if I had just come back, yeah, it's a dish that Rachel and I will make right when we come back from Florida immediately, like the day after when we go scalloping. And yes, it's scalloping for all you people out there that say scallops. Come to Florida and pull them out of the water, and then you can tell me how to talk. Hey, tell them, Jay. I 
uh, Rachel will make this lemon basil pasta with with like a cream sauce, and then on the grill outside on a skillet, I cook up I cook the scallops in like a, a garlic lemon white wine sauce, and then I combine the two with a shit ton of parmesan, and it's wow. a super stick to your ribs kind of pasta, and it is mm. just that's my and if I have. If I'm feeling extra frisky, I will throw a piece of trout or redfish or something on there and eat that too. So, love if it. you go to Florida with Jay, you can join his club day scalloping. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You're a bad guy. <laughs> What's your go-to comfort dish to make yourself feel good, Matthew? Uh, I think it depends on if if I'm if I'm cooking with Maddie or or if I'm by myself. Uh, because if I'm by myself, it will be infinitely shittier. Yeah, so give me give me the shitty, give me the shitty version. So like uh, for all the for all the pasta saucing that I I can do for fun or whatever, sometimes I just want noodles and a fuckload of Parmesan cheese. Hell yeah! Uh, now, like I have done olive oil, any, olive oil right? Any butter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, gotta, butter, gotta or butter, or butter. Especially we're both es- talking about the fat. Especially yes. <laughs> if I'm if I'm doing it without without sauce, then that that increases the amount of of uh, oh, olive yeah. oil or, or butter or whatever. Dude, Rachel uh, not kill. But like I love I love just like make some penne pasta. But then have a nice block of Parmesan cheese and like freshly grated on top. Parmesan cheese is after unreal. basil is the next best thing. Like if you're listening to this podcast and like you're like you want to dress up your pasta, like oh I use basil in my pasta. I'm no I know, but like basil. I'm just saying basil. basil if you just have a little bit of basil, whether it's fresh or ground fresh, is better and it's oh, the yeah. easiest thing to grow ever. If you're gonna grow one thing, like grow basil. But like a little bit of basil and then fresh Parmesan, yeah, just but, grated. But ma- you're both have said it. You cannot buy the Parmesan grated in the bag at no, the store. You have no, to do it. No, don't do that. It's better. Grater. Honestly, it's better to genuinely. And I know, like, there, like some part of my childhood still loves like the grated shitty shredded. Parmesan or the shredded shitty Parmesan. But like, if you, it's better to have pasta without that than to just have it's a no cheese rather than. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell you folks right now. Have the the green uh, bottle of Parmesan or the red bottle of Romano or, or like the, 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 the mixed bottle of, of both of them. No, just have it because there are going to be some days when you're like, I, I prefer with it than without it. Mm-hmm. So like there are going to be some days where you're just like, I just need to throw a little something on here. Like, but also get blocks of Parmesan. Gotta have the blocks. Get blocks for Romano. And they're not even blocks. Make get, it fresh. Get the triangles. Triangles. Triangle, oh, triangles and listen, you also little, little, um, they're all uh, blocks an, to me. An extra like little. It is a block. <laughs> it is a block. It's true. Uh, an extra little. T- you can also, let's say you can't find Parmesan or maybe you don't like Parmesan as much. Try Asiago. Yeah, it's basically the it's same basically thing. It's basically the same thing, but it's a little different. You'll like it. All right. Now, look, I, I, now I will, I'll eat the shitty Parmesan on pizza. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, for now, sure. I will say one more thing. If y'all have a, a fancy cheese grater, Rex, hit me up because oh, I'm, I'm in the market for a new cheese oh, grater. Oh, dude. Rachel and I got you. It comes, it's this one, and it comes with like a cup that attaches to the bottom. So you're just sitting there, just sitting there, just railing out cheese. I just realized that that is not a good notion. <laughs> hey. You're just railing out cheese, and it's not like, it's not like falling onto the, like the cutting board or whatever. It's falling into like a container. I want I want I'll something I want something that reduces this motion. Okay. Yeah, me too. If I go back thirty seconds, like the olive, you, you guys, you the Olive Garden, the Olive Garden style person <laughs> that comes to you and just like holds oh, the block and just like turns the thing. Like that's what I want. There's I want a nice a, one of those. Also, a microplane is a game changer. I uh, yeah, we, we so we great. have. I'm pretty sure we have a microplane. Mm. Um, it's for Parmesan. It's a game changer. Yeah, for drier cheeses, for for wetter cheeses, it's. And I'm not like a cheese snob. I like. I just like cheese in general. A box grater is what I use for almost all cheese. Mm-hmm. But for Parmesan, that 
is the Actually, game I think we need a new microplane. So, maybe... so, like, if I'm trying to take your pants off, I'm shaving Parmesan. Hey, oh, you can oh, get in my pants for sure with some shave Parmesan. I got a, we, have a, we have a mandolin, and every now and then I'm like, ooh, let's just go ahead and slice up a few. <laughs> Shout out Juan Sanchez, who about cut his finger off with a oh, mandolin yeah. That's a couple right. seasons ago. That, uh, um, you can go back and listen to that on our podcast with him and Ruben. It's exactly right. All right, boys, tacos. Yes. Flour, uh, corn tortilla. Jay. I'm offended that you even have the word flour on here, um, but it, for me, it is it's corn, and my <laughs> toppings are very easy. It's a steak taco with cilantro and onion and a lime, Matthew? and then maybe some salsa verde. So, by the way, I'm not even going to answer because I couldn't say it better word for word. Same thing here, Matthew. <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely brilliant. I'm not going to lie, I, it it's is. just like I cannot believe Matthew didn't say a flour tortilla. To be clear, I don't discriminate. Like, if you put a flour that's tortilla true. in front of me, I will eat I'll it. I'll devour it. Dude. I will. But, I will but, absolutely eat the shit out of a flour but tortilla. If you, if you don't give me a double layer, or if, if I'm making it, it's gonna be a double layer corn tortilla. But like, if I'm shout out to Tierra Arena, which is right down there, that you can get fresh tortillas. So I've not, oh, yeah. I've not gone yet. I want to go. Have you, you had fajitas here with me, right? When I went and bought them. When I, I had fresh corn? I don't think so. No. Well, uh, maybe I did. Maybe I, did. Maybe I, I always buy them over there. It's like two, it was, I don't know if they still are. I haven't been there probably about a year, but $2.50 or $3 for anyway, like a pound of tortillas. Perks that's of the neighborhood. Brilliant. Absolutely Yeah, awesome. no, but like that's, you You absolutely nailed it. Like, Yeah, I just don't think, like, of course, like you grew up and you, you had the ground beef with the cheese and the lettuce and like sometimes if I'm like 12 beers deep, that's dope. <laughs> but like at home. I still eat Taco Bell. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I'll crush, some, I'll crush some Taco Bell too. But like, like the ideal taco. But the corn tortilla, steak, onion, yeah. Yeah. cilantro. Yeah. It doesn't even need cheese, although I would still add cheese. To no, it. no cheese for me. The cotija cheese on there is pretty fire, though. Continue. Seltzer versus beer. Oh, uh, CBC Oktoberfest all day. Sorry, that's Ooh, a specific. Hell yeah! Okay. Very, very specific. But so, that's, um, that's, is that, is that uh, your favorite uh, beer at Chattanooga Brewing Company after a win? Uh. Yeah, depending on now that the season extends that far, yeah. Matthew, the mailman. I bet the mailman. (laughs) Uh. Um, so I would have the first seltzer I ever had in my life was uh in the parking lot of Dalton Christian Academy or Dalton Christian School, whatever it's called. Uh, pre-match. CFC Atlanta Silverbacks that never happened where they played six minutes and like 30 seconds and then called it for lightning. Uh, that was my first seltzer and I have had a few of them since. So seltzers um, versus beer are you team seltzer? I'm, I'm taking seltzer every time because I, I think the taste, the taste is obviously different, but it's comparably good for me, especially now with, with truly like going to 2% juice. Like I just love that, that mixture. Um, and it's just like slightly, slightly healthier for me. It doesn't give me heartburn. So, sure. yeah. Wait, and I can drink them all day on a boat. Your beer, right? I'm, I've become Team Seltzer, not for the taste, just for the lack of hangover. Yeah. 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 This past weekend, I had a bunch of Oktoberfest. Well, <laughs> uh, but no, you're, you've changed my, you're the one who changed my mind because you said one time, you said about light beer and seltzers that when they're cold, they're all the same. They are. It's true. And yeah. I, the colder, and I, you get them ice, ice, ice cold, they're all the they're same. They're all the same. And as soon as they get warm, they're all different and they're all gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, well, depending on what. But I like, mean, basically, yeah. the, like I'm, I'm now, I'm now getting older. I'll be 33 next week, and like, God, you're so old. Beer, dude. like, like, and even like shitty light beer, which is wonderful and I love, like, is starting to like give me some like heartburn like, yeah. every now and then. Like, not always, and not not every beer, but like. 
it's annoying. Yeah. And I just don't have these problems with seltzer. So All right, boys, we got a bunch of here to, to blow through. Best by the pool drinks. Seltzers, cocktail, laundry, long drinks, water, beer, something else? What's uh, your pool drink? Dude, if I had to go with one, it would be the Finnish long drink. Shout, pretty, out, shout out to the Finnish long drink. It's pretty, pretty awesome. I watch a podcast every single day called Dog Nation Daily because I'm an obsessed Georgia fan. And that is one of the sponsors. And one day, he, he was saying it. This is like the only ad that's ever like really hit me. And he was like, you can go on to longdrink.com and find out where they serve it near you. And I was like, okay. And then they had him at, uh, they had him at uh, gosh. Uh, Riverside? No, it's down here. It's a restaurant on uh, East Main. Um, what kind of restaurant? Damn it. It's right across from the fire station, right down from Main Street Meats. Uh, Slicks? No. It's a, State it's of Confusion? A, State of Confusion. They had it. And so Rachel and I went there that night, and I pounded them, and they were awesome. And I and now I know where they – now I do know where they sell them. They have them long at drinks, Vine and Barrel. Long drinks are delicious. Long drinks actually still give me a hangover, though, unlike seltzers. Same question. So by, for you, that's seltzers, right, by the yeah, pool. We've, by had, we've done that uh, a lot. How about on the boat? Any difference? Um I don't. I really, actually, don't even drink that much on the boat because I, I'm the operator. But uh, I, I am gonna throw a crazy curveball at you. There's this place on Chickamauga called Shady Grove Harbor. It's up in Saudi Daisy. Mm-hmm. They have frozen adult slushies, nice. and they are made with whole grain alcohol, so they are very effective. But they have a lot of really good flavors. So for me, right now, I go with I'm going with slushies. Interesting, adult, yeah. adult slushies. I'm a I'm a seltzer guy on the boat. In so general. I'm I'm a seltzer guy far and away. With not water even close. and sun, I'm a seltzer with, guy. With with like, <laughs> with that being said, there is nothing that makes me more proud to be an American than having a Budweiser in a can in a can but that was thrown right. out of a boat and hit water first, and yeah. then having it in the water. While like on on an over like on an oversized mm. on an oversized like pool noodle thing like, in the water. you just get it and you're like I'm proud to <laughs> be an American yeah, 100 <laughs> um, rankings of seltzers quickly because we don't have all we can't Tr- take all down truly wild berry number one everything else below it Do you I'm, have a, a, I'm a big Vizzy fan but I really like the Michelob Ultra seltzers interesting I am a just no <clears throat> oh, shit what are they called um, high noons above everything else. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't care what the flavor is. Uh, the vodka ones. I don't have. I've not tried all the tequila ones. But uh, and then mango white club, my favorite after that. But I don't really care after that. Just I want uh, white claw black cherry and mango white claw are the two best white claws. I truly, knew you got takes on this. Truly wild berry is undefeated. The best period. High noons I put in a different category because they're like vodka juice and vodka. not and not like you know malt liquor or whatever. Yeah, they're an upgrade. Uh, High Dunes pineapple is the best flavor by far, not even close. Peach should be literally shot with a fifty caliber. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so are we gonna? Should we have Kid Rock shoot a bunch of peaches? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um, I will say though, coming um, coming soon to Broadway in Nashville. I will say though, uh, when I'm playing golf, it is seltzers because they don't typically have anything else at the golf course and and I'm not going to go get like a I may I may start with a two-hearted and catch a quick buzz and then drink seltzers the rest yeah. of the day. <laughs> Boys, I just do shots for that cuz then it's going to improve my first tee shot. <laughs> well, hey, shots. Uh pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Toppings? Butter and syrup. And maybe fried chicken. Ooh, there you go. Matthew? I I don't 
I don't love pancakes or waffles enough to even <clears throat> rank them. It's too much bread for breakfast. Breakfast is a it should be a meat dominated or protein dominated affair. You're a wild boy. Um, I will pick waffles and um, though I like them both, and I will pick just butter and syrup um, for this. Though I think that there, I think shout out to the really my, me as a child. I like pan, homemade pancakes. My dad used to make them almost every Sunday with peanut butter and applesauce, mm. a little bit of syrup on top of that. So good. Eggs. How do you want them? How do you want them cooked? You're ordering eggs. Somewhere. I have a uh, oh uh, well, I have a funny answer because I like them over what I call over smedium because I like them over easy, but I don't like them too runny. But I don't want them hard like over medium, so I like them like just a little runny. So you just really mess up that poor cook who's like, I gotta get these perfect. That's typically if I'm cooking them by myself. Uh, I'll do it. over easy if it's at a restaurant. I'll just sop it up with the bread. Matthew, how do you want your eggs cooked? Uh, it depends on 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 the environment. Uh, I like I like them scrambled. Uh, if you if you're with me on a road trip and we're staying in the same courtyard and we go to breakfast at the same time, uh, I'll order the eggs your way there, but they'll be over hard. Uh, I I love a good fried over hard egg. I'd never want if I get an egg on a burger on a sandwich over easy. I, I want it over hard. I do not want the run. No, the run is what makes it good. The run is what makes it good. No, uh, the shitty egg makes it good or bad. Like, nothing yeah. about the run. Hmm. Um, what is your Waffle House order? Hot take. All star baby. I don't go to Waffle House. Wow. Okay, this podcast what? is over. Because my wife. So if I was if I was to like we just we don't drunk Jay in college, no Waffle House? Nah, man. Are I'm, you a Huddle House guy? So no, no, no. So what's funny you, Are you a Denny's guy? Did you grow up in California? I don't know this. What's funny is gonna say like Shoney's or some shit. Shoney's would have been my answer a long time ago, but but <laughs> Yeah, but that's uh, where you go for real breakfast. Yeah, like no, during the day. No, uh I'm just as as much as we've talked about it and I seem like I might be, I'm just not a breakfast guy. Interesting. Okay. When okay. I wake up, if it's nine forty five or ten, I'm looking ahead to lunch. All right. That's just how that's how I am. I'm a, I love breakfast. You know they serve like lunch foods at Waffle House too, right? Yeah, but you don't go for the lunch food. You can ha- you can get lunch food, but you don't go Matthew. Mm. Shh, Matthew. I, I like have, a like like a Waffle House prime rib on a Texas toast. Now or I will something. say I, I eat in an old huddle house every now and then, but it's uh, called Sidetrack now. So I've heard oh, that place I rules. did Sidetrack for the first time. That was fire. Uh, Friday night. I've it's never I've never restaurant. been. Matthew, what is your Waffle House order? All star special. Uh, I actually also I usually do uh, hash browns, onions, ham, and um, sometimes cheese, but not usually. Uh, bacon, ra- cinnamon raisin bread. One of the greatest um, inventions of all time. Yeah, I like the raisin bread there. One of the greatest uh, like comfort cheat things is a chocolate chip waffle from Waffle House. Uh, <clears throat> my order is a double order of hash browns, triple covered, smothered, diced, and capped, two eggs scrambled with cheese, and then whatever kind of toast I'm feeling. Toast kind of varies it up. Sometimes I get a little chili uh, to put on top every, mm. every now and then, and then if I'm feeling really hungry and, or kind of shitty, I might get a waffle too. Hey, do you want to make sure that we go to Waffle House when we go to Savannah? Yeah, we, def- we definitely if you okay. If you get cool. chili, then it's definitely coming out the same way. <laughs> Oh, I don't go to Waffle House for, for how it comes out. I go for how it comes in. Um, best fast food burger. I'm going to wait to answer this one because I want to know y'all's answers really bad. I've been I've been having a very large argument my friends group. Beautiful. For like two years. Best fast food burger. Oh, man. And like, it's, it's not regional. Like, you can do whatever. Okay, well, I'll, I'll put a caveat in this. And I don't want to argue about it. We'll just do a, a vote. Three Is five guys included? 
That, that's not a question I was going to ask. That's fast casual. I don't give a shit. People are like, no, they get all up in arms. I'm like, dude, you just eat the burger you want. Oh, okay. So that's, so, that's so, mine. That's so mine. So people it's, are it's like, fast, you got to drive up and get it. Is it's it fast, fast, food. fast casual like like uh, like Steak, a Shake Shack? Shake or Shack. A, or yeah, fast casual. The, 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 the nerds on the West Coast one. In, in and out. Yeah, you can include all those. In and out is a fast food. You can drive through. Yes, correct. In and out's actually so, just straight up fast food. Yeah. So I'm taking, five, in, I'm taking five guys. I've by the been way. in and out, but I've never actually eaten in and out. Five guys is fire. Um, it's it's five guys. That was a, yeah, just, that it, was a it, joke there. Because <laughs> I've been in and out. I've just never <laughs> eaten in it. Dude, all I know is I've seen this argument. And uh, shout out to Bustin' with the Boys, my, my friends. I, I always talk about that. They, they did a really viral argument about In and Out versus Whataburger. I love Whataburger. Whataburger's fire. But never the been. boys on the bus don't represent Middle Tennessee. Tennessee well enough well neither one's from Tennessee no I know but the rest of them are all from Tennessee okay. and they all have a say well except for JP he's from uh, uh, Florida but um, if if you are from Middle Tennessee and Sonic is not your favorite hamburger then you're tripping acid when you answer that question, I love how much you are in a this. double, dude. I, you gotta if you don't know if you don't have a classic Sonic cheese or Sonic cheeseburger. It, I just I don't get people who. Can't even include that in their top five. That growing, is an underrated burger. I growing up, yes. I really enjoyed a Wendy's. Oh, same Wendy's burger. is Wendy's is fire, and Wendy's I, is sneaky, sneaky, the best fast food, dude. It, it's 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 very much there. Not to go off on a tangent, but I did see something on Instagram where it was like uh, Wendy's. It, it was a it was a question. It was like, when was Wendy's yellow? Remember when all the cardboard stuff at Wendy's was oh, yellow? Yeah. And the answer was at their peak. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah. Their, that was when it was hidden. Building on this, favorite fast food joint. Just where's your what's your favorite spot? Zaxby's. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm with my whole family's from, you know, where Zaxby's originated. So got it. I I, I love Zaxby's for me is like I'll feel less bad about eating this than anything else. Spoiler alert, it's because of chicken and not red meat. Um, I think Wendy's is probably the best for me uh, in the traditional fast food sense. Yeah. But McDonald's is the most consistent uh for like driving around and you need something like you absolutely mm. know what you're getting and you need it available in the morning with good coffee. See that you McDonald's. I, I would say that used to be the case, but I keep getting such inconsistent stuff from McDonald's. So um, favorite fast food joint is Taco Bell and it's not even close. Uh. Um, burger <laughs> in a restaurant. How, how do you order it? Medium. Medium. Or, or, or no, medium rare. Okay. How, what do you get on it? I, I, I am very simple. Lettuce, tomato, ketchup, and onion. Cheese? Oh, well, Yeah. Any whatever. preferred cheese, uh, Colby Jack, but I don't discriminate on cheeses. Hell yeah, Matthew. Uh, medium Swiss cheese. I like a Swiss and cheddar combo. Actually, um, sometimes bacon, sometimes a fried over hard egg, uh, sometimes neither. Lettuce and tomato. So I like Jay. Don't really discriminate against burgers. Like I like all burgers, but I am exactly how Jay like said it. Except for I just I vary on the cheese. It's kind of whatever I'm feeling. Pepper Jack tends to be my go-to, but Ooh. I really don't care. Oh, yeah. And then as far as burgers cooked, I will we'll get to steaks in a minute. But like I burgers, I don't care if you do it well. Just don't do it rare. Ground beef is not made to be rare. Like medium, medium well, well on the burger side, mm-hmm. I'm cool with. I, I don't want I don't want pink. Um, Favorite type of fries, curly fries, waffle fries, crinkle cut, shoestring, potato wedges, other. What's the, what's the go-to? What's the best fry? I freaking love a waffle fry. I'm man. a waffle fry guy. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's just specifically Chick-fil-A waffle fries will make me oh, nut. They it's, are phenomenal. It's just stupidly good. They are good. phenomenal. Yeah, dude, some Polynesian. 
You know what? Are, you know what? Checkers seasoned fries. Oh, brother, we got them in the freezer, dog. Bro, we get them from the. We get them from. There's those. one down in Fordo. You can or Eastridge really? Fordo area. Not South Fordo. I guess it's Eastridge. You there's can a, there's also there. one in uh, Scottsboro. I went to Huntsville recently for so good. Also, if I'm if I'm thinking in terms of like the straight fry variety, like McDonald's. Yeah, best fast food fries. Oh, McDonald's. Oh, I don't know, Chick Fil A. But McDonald's is a very, very close. Second. So if they're if they're hot and fresh, it's McDonald's. McDonald's hands down. Fire. As lo- but they've been under lately. I've been getting like undersalted or like not super fresh. Yeah. And like they're not. They're like limp. W- Wendy's those. is sneaky the best fries because like they've been real consistent about them being hot yeah. as hell. Yeah. And and well salted. One of these days, the fries that I'm making my air fryer are going to be the best. But that is we're the not, whitest we're not thing you have ever said in your life. <laughs> Uh, and you've said some white shit. Um, <laughs> rank regular fries versus sweet potato fries versus tots. And what's your order? Oh, the hierarchy. Reg- regular fries, tots, sweet potato fries. Just not a big sweet potato fry guy. Tots, regular fries. Those are the only two options I heard. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna, I actually go tots, regular fries, sweet potato fries, but I like all three. I will have any three. I miss the old terminal sweet potato fries. Oh, those rules. terminal, dude. Those rules. Sweet now, potato fries are not fries. If you, they are not potatoes, and they should not be in this county. They're not potatoes. Sweet, okay, you're an asshole. If you, if you want really good tots, there's Armando's here, uh, which yeah. everybody loves, but uh, Honey Seed is this new place down the way. I haven't eaten there yet. Dude, their tots are like crispy, crumbly, Dude, homemade. You know, I, you know who has fire tots right now? Who? CBC, Chenoweth Brewing oh, Company. Yeah. yeah. True. I got them with a buffalo chicken wrap like literally not too long ago. Fun There's, fact if you go to Universal Joint, uh, the brisket nachos, you can get those with tots. Hell yeah. And it's, those are also fire. Their loaded tots at UJ are awesome. By the way, if I go within 100 yards of Armando's, I like have a little blip in my heart. So <laughs> you have to avoid that. It's not that. good. It's not good. It's not good for you. It's it's, it's, it's not good in general. It's delicious, though. Single-handedly keeping cardiologists in business. Best place for a sandwich. Did you like that? I added that. Sammy. I like it. Best place for a Sammy. What's your spot? What's your spot? Uh, I, see, a, the problem is, like, my places. favorite sandwich place is in Nashville, mm. in downtown Nashville. What is it? Uh, Ray's. Oh, Ray's is fire, dude. It's so good. Ray's man. or Sub Stop in Nashville, both are really good. It's it's like that's a, when that's I'm a Titans game day. Uh, I'm healthy. I want to eat this before we or after after I've done a bunch of bad shit to my body. So like Ray's on on weekdays, and I don't I don't know his weekend schedule or whatever, but like weekdays, it's like he opens at what eleven, he closes at like two thirty or yeah, something d- like that. Yep. Like it's very much for the the. The office workers, the the state employees, yep, right in that and area. During that session, district. it is just like you see lobbyists in there. You see like it's all it's one of the best places to lobby without registering because like you'll <laughs> see you'll see a bunch of people roll through Ray's uh, if you're you're there every week. So it's like the Capitol Grill for Nashville, but at lunch. Oh, but the Capitol Grill doesn't exist anymore. Really, it's really sad, dude. You know you you told us together when I was in D.C. with that person that's getting in a lot of trouble. <laughs> And we hung out. That was awesome. It, yeah, the Capitol Girl was great. I, I, used to, I used to see all kinds of people there. Uh, well, I don't it, think we've ever talked about it on the podcast how we like you and I hung out in the Capitol and like did a bunch uh, of stuff. Speak, yeah. Speaking of hanging out in the Capitol, you know who I ran into on the halls of Congress last week? Who? Jason, Tim Kelly? Jason Hartman. Oh, I saw that picture. That That's was awesome. Yeah, shout I did out see Jason. That picture. Like just like out of out of complete nowhere, like walking by, and he puts two hands on my on my shoulders and I'm just like, what the? Oh my god! Like, That's so good. And by the way, folks. He's wearing a three-piece suit. That man looked good. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, so my best place for a sandwich, I'm going to take a little bit of a, a left turn here. It's Publix and it's a pub sub. Dude, well, we agree on yeah. that. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put that, I'll put that 100%. down. 100%. That's fantastic. 
It's my favorite. And if I wasn't allowed to choose Publix, I would choose Penn Station. But Publix is just, ugh. I just, what's your What's favorite. your pub sub order? Dude, I'm. It, it's two things. One's a wrap. One's a sandwich. One is just wheat. They have the smoked Gouda, the Chipotle smoked Gouda, mm-hmm. and then ham, lettuce, tomato, banana peppers, and then the sub dressing that they have. Hell yeah! And that, and now Publix is doing romaine, not just iceberg. Hell yeah! Changes changes the game. They're also doing chicken parm subs now. Mm. Every they're starting to roll them out, but like the chicken parm is fantastic. The chicken cordon bleu is fantastic. The cordon bleu is fire. The uh, get that and then rack. like. So, and, and then, like, there's some days that just call for a chicken tender pub sub. Well, I see. See, my other order is I do that in a wrap. I'm, I'm, I am like, if you had to say, Jay, what's your favorite food of all time that like you could eat at any moment? Jay, what is it? It's a buffalo chicken wrap with <laughs> lettuce, tomato, and ranch. Mm. I don't know why. I just ever, like the one at CBC is. It's yeah. probably my favorite. It's Anywhere. good. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. My mouth is literally watering. I know. Uh, how are we doing on time, Jay? I'm good. Okay, cool. Um, are you, I know you've been making some lifestyle changes. So I want to tie these two things together. Yeah. You're not a coffee guy. We talked. That's one question we have answered on this podcast yes. before. Probably, if you're a longtime listener, you know how all of us drink our coffees. Are you drinking caffeine right now? I am not. I'm sugar-free. Oh, well, I mean, caffeine's not sugar. But I typically consumed my caffeine with sugar. Yeah. So, so no, give no us caffeine. some. I know you've made some, like, a little bit of lifestyle changes. And, you know, we don't have to go super deep. But, like, you mentioned that before the pod. Like, what are you doing right now? And are you still consuming caffeine? And if you are, how are you consuming? I don't. I've never been a caffeine person because because cat, uh, so for those who don't know, I have Tourette's. So the way caffeine works with people who have it's it's ADHD, Tourette's. It's like a few few things where caffeine is the opposite. Yeah, so calm like down. Yes, exactly. I, have, I have ADHD. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I just used to always chug Red Bulls, and I so you are a Red Bull guy, big Red Bull guy. Um, my recycling bin is honestly embarrassing. Not anymore. I, I, I used to sometimes when I, uh, when I bring you a Red Bull or get a text from you to be like, hey, will you grab a Red Bull on the way? Dude, actually one of the greatest things that ever happened. Well, not really because I had COVID. But when I got COVID, I what you dropped you you had to drop something off i kept asking well i kept asking if you needed something yeah and you were like oh i'm good i'm good i'm good and then at some point like i think i had to pick something up for like a mic or something or yeah i don't know something for the podcast when he he dropped it off i dropped him a four pack of a four pack of red bull on the front door and dude i was like (laughs) couldn't couldn't see him couldn't couldn't be together but i knew i just knew what you needed and i couldn't go get it so it slapped so hard so what are you what are you doing now I just don't. I just uh, Rachel makes smoothies every morning and uh, like sugar, sugar free. Yeah, completely sugar free. Besides, you know, natural sugars that are in uh, all the fruit that we use. But yeah, so she makes a fire uh, protein or not? Pro- well, there's protein in it, but it's a it's a smoothie. Yeah. So, so you said you cut out sugar. Yeah, I cut out sugar. Are you you're just cutting out added sugar? Added artificial sugar um, and added sugar. Yes. So I can eat things like like fruits is what I'm moving to for like the sweet tooth. How whatever. are you feeling? Um, well, I'm, I've only done it since Saturday, and it's Tuesday, so Oof, right now I that, feel bad. I was going to um, say, yeah. And and for those who are wondering why, I saw a neurologist, so I'm working on uh, just upping my diet so they can help my Tourette's. And um, so cutting the sugar <clears throat> out is a huge thing. Um, but yeah, right now I feel like uh, I could, I feel like a heroin addict yeah, who's being withdrawn. Yeah, so hell yeah. currently I have a, like not right now, but like at work I'll walk by. Uh, the just spread of just candies and like all of a sudden I'm like oh, oh, oh. 
I gotta yeah. go to the next room. Get some yeah. sugar. We were talking about this before the pod as well. Sugar-free sodas. Like they scratch that itch. It's not the same, yep. but it helps a little bit. Well, a little Coke Zero action or well, whatever. On else. Sunday, when I was like a little hungover, I needed some carbonation or whatever. So Rachel got me a sugar-free Sprite, and like that was not that was not bad. Hell yeah, Matthew. But, are you doing anything right now? Uh, Dietary lifestyle wise, I'm just trying to cut back on on caffeine a little bit. Not like cutting it out by any means necessary, but like trying to trying to definitely trying to keep it under 30 ounces of coffee in a day. And, and if I can start with like 20 ounces and then just try not to, to go any further, or maybe like if the afternoon cup of coffee, maybe have that turn into like an afternoon cup of tea instead. Oh yeah. Good for, um, good for you. Like I'm never, I'm never going to cut it out. Otherwise I'll become a very bad person, but Oh, just cutting, cutting it off a little bit. And I am similar to Jay. Uh, I try to be at not at, as close to added sugar free as I can be realistically, and add just no simple carbs, just like good healthy eating, but cutting out the added sugar. Um, six out six days a week, empty calories, cutting out the empty, but not and yeah. And just I feel better. I have less inflammation. In my knee, everything feels better. So yeah. I'm just kind of back on the wagon. I we were in California. <laughs> I was and I then I had COVID and whatever else. So like I treated my body like a dumpster for a while. Most um, most in California. certainly set fire to that Conestoga wagon. So, so, so I, uh, I'm just back on the, back on the wagon, back on the wagon. Um, fa- we already know about pineapple on pizza. Matthew's a heretic and doesn't know what good pizza is. Um, favorite type of pizza? Favorite? What is your favorite? Is your jo- joint still uh, Cortile? Uh, dude, we haven't been there in a while, and you know, I actually don't get pizza at Cortile. Rachel does, but I, I get. They have so many fun things that they're yeah. always doing. So I'm, I'm always getting the random wing sauce or like the weird charcuterie board. Or two weekends ago, they did tacos for their Sunday dinner. I, yeah, life changing. Anyways, uh, my favorite type of pizza coincides with a question Go. that's coming up, which is my favorite Chattanooga pizza spot. Just do it. Beautiful. It is the Blaze. Is it Blazing Buffalo or is it Buffalo Soldier? It's the Buffalo Chicken Pizza at Southside Pizza. Hell yeah. Nice. Southside Pizza. Dude is just the so best. chronic, and if you want a pizza slice that's bigger than your face, then you're, it's a you're spot. in for a treat. I think my I think my favorite pizza. You're a pizza bros guy, aren't you? He is I a pizza yeah. Bros guy. It, so it's it just it's, right so, down the road. it's so close yeah. to me. Or so um, I I think my favorite pizza there is uh, something that I I came up with, uh, just like the build your own type deal. But I do it with a white sauce, mm. with um, dry basil, and then I just do like pepperoni, chicken, and meatball. And it is unbelievable. You're a meat guy. I do. I, I really am. That I'm a, sounds fire, though. I'm also a Southside Pizza guy. Um, the, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I mean, I'm a margarita guy, but like I don't care. Like I, I like almost every pizza there. Um, margarita is yeah. good, though. It's very good there. Mm. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, and it's got basil on it. Or yeah, it's basil. Um, best fast food pizza. What's your go-to fast food pizza? Domino's. Actually, that's not true. I probably. Depends on the occasion. Do I want to? Uh, I, I think we got Marco's last time we did. Mm. We did a pizza night. The old world, old world pepperoni at Marco's. <laughs> it's not my favorite, but is like fire. if you really want to. If I want a, a shitty, shitty night, I'm doing Little Caesars. Uh, Marco's is like the let's have let's have pizza. Um, but I had Domino's recently. Uh, and and Domino's is like low key very very good now. Yeah, Domino's is pretty good. I. It, I it, I think my number one is Jets, but if if there's not a Jets, I'm a Papillon. <clears throat> gotcha. So I think 
uh, clearly Domino's is the best of those, but like Little Caesars can't be beat price for quality. And when I want a shitty fast food pizza, I want the Italian cheesy bread with marinara dipping sauce Mm. from uh, from Little Caesars. Mm. What does your ideal hot dog look like, Jay? Me and Matthew are in the same boat. It's really, I know we talked about it earlier, but that's truly. There's there's nothing <sighs> like I said, nothing wrong with that. If I'm crushing beers, it's it, it's uh, a little mixture of ketchup and mustard. But I just I a hot dog isn't it for me. This isn't for everybody, but, but a hot dog for me is like I'm at a game and I'm standing and I'm hungry and I want to crush something, but not deal with it. All beef dog, <laughs> all beef or whatever they got. Yeah, I mean, do you have a type of bun preference? Pretzel would be my like. Damn, I'm fancy and I'm eating it, but no, not really. Frank's. Yeah, yeah, same. I I really want to get to a point where I treat a hot dog like any other piece of meat, which is like it comes as it is, and then we zhuzh to perfection. So I'm I'm gonna keep working on that. If you get a steak, how do you ask for it cooked? Medium raw. Still mooing? Uh, yeah, still mooing. No, I'm definitely, a, I'm a rare. Full rare? Um, or yeah. medium rare? I, I'm a full, if I'm, yeah. I, if I'm cooking it, I'm full rare. Um, but like, how are you judging that rareness? By temperature. Um, temperature probe? But also, I'm I'm pretty good at uh, poking and guessing. I haven't figured out. I haven't figured out the the poking again. I'm not. I'm not really a good cook, right? Yeah. I, but I figured out how to make a good steak because I use the temperature probe. Yeah. Tem- the temperature is the way to go. It's it's the correct way. If you're making um, a steak at home, what are you seasoning the steak with, if anything? Meaning salt, pepper, that kind of thing. Typically, I will vacuum seal a strip with a little bit of salt, and I'll go to the garden and I'll pull out a piece of rosemary. Nice. And then I, I that I, sounds cool. And then every now and then, like the smallest amount of Worcestershire. But like my dad is like, we're all on the <laughs> seasonings, and I'm like, dude, it, you just need a little flavor and then salt on the cooked meat, and then gotcha. that's the way to eat it. That's my favorite. Interesting. So I do salt and pepper um, beforehand, and I, I'm I'm very liberal with that amount of of salt and pepper. I, I go heavy with it. Not like not like smoked meat heavy, but like pretty pretty heavy mm-hmm. with it i like to, for it to sit for at least half the day if i can six eight hours if preferably uh and then i don't put like garlic powder or anything else and then i'll just do it straight on the grill as hot as possible yep a couple minutes on each side i mean i'm just just classic and then I'm, I'm pulling it out when it gets to 125 and then i'm which is you know 130 is medium rare so i'm hoping it gets to 130 ish and then i'm uh ba- covering it and basting it in butter that's all i'm doing pretty simple but also like and fire what cut of meat are you getting if you're doing it at home and then a restaurant um, as well, what are your two at home? I'm, I'm typically, but so I'm the, I'm cooking for myself, right? Rachel's not eating it with me. So typically a strip, uh, I'll do, I'll do like a, oh man, sometimes I'll do a T bone cause the T the, but the bone's still in it. I do love, but yeah, pretty much it's a strip. Most of the time. I'm a ribeye guy. Ribeye's I have fire. I have two. I just like the extra fat. I have two strips yeah. in the, um, from Aldi and the, by the way, Aldi's the, my favorite place to get meat for price for quality ratio. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the highest quality meat, but price for quality. Mm-hmm. Matthew, if you're getting a steak at a restaurant, oh what? Jay, if you're getting a steak at a restaurant, what cut are you getting? Shout out to Felipe Oliveira because him and I both love Tarasco El Carbon at uh, Mayan Kitchen. Yeah, and it is a it's skirt. I went with you guys. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, it was a skirt steak. 
Matthew at a restaurant, we know you're a filet guy. Filet mignon. If you have you ever cooked, have you do you cook regularly steaks at home? No, I don't. That's so I have cast iron now. So you're gonna get there. The next thing, the next thing I want to do is like experiment with with some cuts of meat uh, and see what I like. And I want to do a cast iron sear and then pop bake, it in the oven. Bake, pop it the rest. Dog, of the I was getting ready to say I'll tell you about the the sear to oven. Ratio. But I, I, Smitty, I, Smitty does it completely in the cast iron the whole time, basting it in butter, and it is murderously good. Oh, does he good. do the yeah. that thing? Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's and then he, gets, he puts it on its side. He gets a crazy skill. He got so he went carnivore for a I don't know if it's a couple months or what it was, but yeah. he makes a murderously good steak. Oh, I bet it's yeah. fire, dude. So Shout I out. missed that motherfucker. Salt and pepper uh, to to season in advance. Uh, and then it'll be like a little bit of butter in the process. And interested to see how that goes. You have to report back. Me too. Favorite sides at a restaurant or at home when getting steak. Oh shit. Oh man. I'll so, go. I'll go. So I'll go first. Go ahead, go. Mashed potatoes are the best. Yeah, I would agree. That's, mashed potatoes are number one. I don't. Mashed potatoes are elite and they're a must-have, but they're not the best. Mashed potatoes are the best. <laughs> um, and then after that, I love I love broccoli, I love green beans, and I love asparagus. So I'll take yeah. any of those or. Brussels sprouts, as long as they've been like done on a grill or fried real hard, like crusty Brussels sprouts. Mm. Any one of those vegetables, in addition, I'm in for. So uh, a restaurant steak size. And I could do all those at home, by the way. You need well. to have three. Mashed potatoes is requirement number one. Something green, requirement number two. Yeah. Your third should be something fun. And the answer to that is lobster or crab mac and cheese. Well... Oh, damn. Mac and cheese is a good one. I can't be, I can't have lobster or crab because allergic to seafood. Um, Jay, what are your? Uh, uh, since you're, go-to I was going to go two, but I, I think, regular mac and cheese is okay. Yeah, it's okay too. I think three for me. So one, I, I'm going to do strictly at home because I can't compare. Uh, sure. Rachel does this uh, a veggie skewer with like red onion, mushroom, squash, zucchini, um, and carrots, and something else. And then she takes like this Italian seasoning that we make and she like does, she uses like half the amount of oil you're supposed to and then she rubs it on it while Mm. we're grilling it on a mat. So that, mashed potatoes. And then, um, oh yeah, my curveball. How are you not 350 pounds, dude? Dude, because I come from a family of storks. Just like the way she cooks, I'm surprised it is shocking. If you saw, if you saw my my grandparents and my dad, family of storks like, is okay. fucking funny. I yeah. do too, by the way. My That's dad's the only tall, I'm, skinny, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, but and he eats a lot. Um, but uh, the next is gonna be really left field, and it is a Caesar salad. Hell yeah! Uh, that it's gotta be before before the dinner. But yeah. I like it with because for some reason I like that tart flavor yeah, I agree. mixed with the rest of it. I don't know. Why. It's not in my top it's not in my top tier, but I I'm, I'm with you. I'm I just, with you. I'm 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 with you there. I want it in I want it before you want it as a precursor to the meal. I want I want yeah. it as a precursor before. By the way, lobster bisque also a great precursor. Good lord, dude. <laughs> I, I had the I had the bisque or I guess it's crab bisque, but I went to eighteen eighty five the other day. Oh mm. my lord, bro. Now I, I order if if you're if if you get to go uh, like listen my filet mignons like they're not I don't I don't just like go out and do that all the time like that's usually a work dinner type thing uh, but if you get the chance to do something like that I choose medium for for my heat because really nice restaurants are terrified yeah, of overcooking of, a of overcooking a filet so when I when I order a medium it comes out like a medium rare plus I think I've said this before on, the, yeah. on, on this podcast. Yep. Uh, and, and that's like, they're, they will, number one, they, they're, they're the types that are like, are already scared of cooking it past medium rare. 
uh, just because you know a lot of a lot of chefs in in fancy restaurants think that like that's the actual perfect thing to do. It is. Um, it's not. Uh, it just is. just a little bit a little bit past, but not too far. Uh, so I ordered medium it for is. that. By the way, I had to explain that. I had to explain that to a uh, to a member of Congress whose name will be nameless. Well, I bet um, I can pick their party. <laughs> and whichever one you hate, <laughs> dear listener, because because he because he asked at dinner the other week about about how like you know, why I chose the way I, the way I chose it. Um, Humble brag. Oh, look, I'm out at dinner with uh, members of Congress. It's just part of the job. Pre pre dinner beverage. Say you're going to. You could do. I could, Couch it however you want. Pre-dinner beverage. <sighs> I Bourbon. mean, I would have to choose a specific situation. Pick one. Just pick a situation. Nice Man. dinner, steakhouse. Amalfi Coast, limoncello. Dude. That's a post-dinner beverage, to, but to I like open, where your head's at. To uh, open it? Yep. I don't know oh. why. Because I, I I, just... I, the, the guy said that it expands your stomach. Uh, but uh, And that is post-dinner, right? It's post-dinner. Like, it's a digestivo. It's called the digestivo. It's right. supposed to help well, you digest. Well, just it's just Italian's excuse, and I'm I'm with it to have a shot after dude. you after dinner. Well, I had I <laughs> it I does had, help a little bit. I had it before and after dinner, uh, and nice. it was it was. It, I mean, where we ate the whole environment. But if I'm here, yeah, it's it's uh, whiskey with a cube of ice during during dinner. What's your drink? Water. Come to you. Water. Mm-hmm. And post dinner, you can have a drink post dinner while you're still chatting. Maybe you're at the same steakhouse. I think it's just more of the whiskey that I had before. Hell yeah, Matthew. So I like a usually a bourbon uh, as my as my pre dinner drink, uh, mostly because I will I will take my time with it because almost always if I'm going to a to a fancy ish work dinner or whatever, I've probably already had a couple, like probably seltzers at the hotel bar or like something like that. So Got you're it. gonna sit on that. So I'm sit. gonna I'm gonna sit on the bourbon for a little bit mm-hmm. until they start cracking open the wine during dinner, in which case I will probably have a glass of wine wine is fire with dinner right it's it's and like it works for like steaks it works for you know if you're having an italian like going like i was just in dc and i didn't get to go this time but like philomena in georgetown is my favorite italian restaurant on the planet it's also like it was president clinton's like one of his like favorite haunts uh as well it's it's unbelievable so pre-dinner I'll probably mix it up. I love the bourbon shout. That's a great. Show. I usually drink my neat, but like other than that, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care pre. It's probably not going to matter. Um, for me, like I might. So I I do when I'm pair. Like if we're doing the steakhouse thing, I want a Chianti during dinner. That's what I want. Um, but if I'm having pizza or something somewhere, um, pizza or a burger, anything that's like a beer with it, I want a beer. Yeah, absolutely. And Chianti's then. Fine. Chianti is mm. the best for you. steak, pasta, whatever. Yeah, uh, but boy. not with pizza or, or burgers. You can do it, but it's not. It's not the ideal. Mm. And then after dinner, man, I I don't. I'll vary it up a little bit. Uh, I love just a shot of espresso, and then whatever alcoholic beverage or no alcoholic beverage. Shot of limoncello and an espresso is actually and a cigarette is the perfect way to finish <laughs> uh, a meal. And I don't even. I, I'm not a smoker, but you know that is the right way to finish a meal. Dude, if you had asked me this question like ten years ago, I'd have said. Right after dinner, when I was a raft guide, we would always drink moonshine, like Ooh, real, real from the jar from the wow. area. And yeah, that was that used to be a good. You think you think ginger's a palate cleanser? <laughs> Limoncello is absolutely fire as a as a shot uh, post Italian dinner. For other dinners, uh, typically it's like during the dessert course. Uh, I'm I just don't like desserts, so I'll and and like they kind of blend coffee and desserts like. 
espresso as, martini. As the final course. No, I, I've espresso had martini is a great after it's dinner a, drink. It's okay. I don't hate bartenders that much though, uh, so I'm just not going to order that. I typically do a cup of coffee in the biggest mug they have, uh, which is sometimes a challenge. A shot of Bailey's in that coffee, a shot of bourbon in that coffee. Well, I don't, I don't Jesus. give a shit, and I like a little bit of espresso too. Okay. That is like, because at this point you've probably been drinking for a few hours. Like yeah. It's probably been a long day, like doing whatever, like these dinners last like two, three hours, you know, probably like three hours and you need something to get, to give you a little pick you up, finish the dinner, get back to the hotel bar for the next round. But like you need something to go back up and then you can start like steadily coasting down. And, and that I find that coffee and espresso combination with a little, little alcoholic enhancement. Helps me get there. I love where your head's at. Last couple. Should butter be kept on the counter or in the fridge? Fridge. Counter. Counter. Bingo. But I keep it both. I always have butter in the fridge to replenish the butter That's on the counter. That's what Rachel and I do. Yeah. You, your butter on the counter is for what you're ever you this week. 100%. And your butter in the fridge is for like, just because I can't spread. You can't spread. You can't spread. It's pointless. Butter, yeah. But you want to keep the butter in, in good shape. Yeah. Uh, Matthew's just a heretic. When you're, because he doesn't, you know, he just. Again. It's a bad guy. Uh, <laughs> when you're feeling like a fast food cheat meal, greasy, nasty, you need something gross. What is it? What's the what's the guilty pleasure? Either either like a couple of things off of the Wendy's uh, value menu, or like a quesadilla and maybe a a, a, a shitty like dollar burrito or something. Talk Taco about Bell. quesadillas. Great shout. Um, <laughs> if you want to listen to a fire song, you should go check out Wendy's. They put out a mixtape a few years ago. They have a song called 444. Anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. It's, actually, it's actually a banger. They literally okay. came out and they talk shit about other fast food restaurants. It's hilarious. But I think mine is the chili cheese fries from Crystal. If I lived on the south side, it possibly might be Popeye's. Because I, so I, I went, I went to school at CCS. So like having the Popeyes right, right off right campus, there, yeah, was <clears throat> incredibly clutch, and I, I miss it. Well, I, and you know what's funny, but is I'm not driving down South Broad. It, <laughs> it's too far, way too far for you. Now, yeah, I think the chili, the chili cheese fries are are probably my my, my good. Oh, you know what? I recently discovered Jacks. And a Jack's burger when I'm feeling greasy is pretty good. So I'm gonna oh, shit that could fall into my fast. Yeah, we need good. we need to take we need to take a podcast field trip to cookout. So I was just gonna say mine goes in stages, right? Like how have I not mentioned cookout? So <laughs> the my number one, shit. and it, and it goes the in stages of my bites, life. Dude. Yeah, correct. Bingo. If you uh, the best greasy cheat meal for me, just if I need something really greasy, you is get, to go to cookout. Get you a tray. And I get a, I get a tray. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'm probably getting a package now. I guess the come on boys, quit being assholes. <laughs> um, and so yeah, the, the cheese bites, some fries. I get a quesadilla. Mm. Uh, I don't get. I either get fries or cheese bites. Um, quesadilla and then a, a burger and then a shake. That is the. Yeah, yeah. I will feel like absolute garbage. I will probably be basically hungover even if I haven't been drinking because that's so much bullshit and added sugar and gross stuff. And I'm old now, 35 now. But it's just it is it is the go to. Um, which foreign foods – this is a wild question, Matthew. Uh, which foreign foods have become better with Americanization? It's Italian food. Oh, that's a hot take. Have you it, ever been to Italy? 
So not not talking shit. It's just like it's so simple, and you're like, my, it's not. Oh, why is this the best thing I've ever put in my mouth? Holy yeah. so shit! Italian food in Italy today has evolved from what it once was. From what it once was, in a large part because Italian food that came across on the boat was updated a little bit. Now, like, do I think if I'm if I'm eating in random places Italian food in the United States is it going to be better in in real life Italy yes but a lot of those influences have been taken back so I, I instead of arguing with you um, <clears throat> I'm just gonna leave that one alone they are two separate food categories um, Italian food and then American Italian food so I'm just gonna leave them it's separate like Mexican and American Mexican. so I'm actually gonna go there uh, that, I mean, um, this is also a good one so That's I'm gonna say, but answer. I'm gonna partic- I'm gonna say in particular, burritos on the West Coast. Oh, fuck. so like like just, San Diego. Just, just talk about just talk about the waterfront bar. The waterfront bar burrito, like the the breakfast burritos, like these big old burritos that have like tots and fries and like they are. It, it's a Mexican. It's Mexican inspired, right? Yeah. But that is the improvement that I am going to. Um, not that I don't love regular Mexican food because like American tacos are not as good as as like. Classic Mexican I mean, tacos. Back we to talked the, about that. Go back to the corn tortilla. Yeah, totally. But yeah, that's what I'm going to use um, for that for that one. And I think we've probably and we. I, the other thing I think is I think we've probably made Asian food worse. Oh, really? Because my answer is Thai. Really? Mm-hmm. So I don't. I've not been to anywhere in Asia, so I can't say anything. What I can you say is that I. like the uh, the food that I had in Italy that was Asian food was different mm. and was like i don't know it just made me think that like the real thing is probably better yeah thai thought. food around the world is, that's a guess the the thing is is the answer that i'll have is thai but thai in and we're speaking like specifically americanization right mm-hmm. but when you mm-hmm. go to another country and you get thai food there it is typically better than what we have here yeah. and it's so not more tra- it's not more traditional in any fat like it's n- in no way more traditional is it just purely like just the ingredients are better to start i i think it's just i think it's it, your 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 americanization gives you a certain take on a cuisine and For i sure. think in england they have a different take and in france they have a different well, take england, and in egypt they have a different take england sucks for Eng- food england general, sucks brother. for food they invite i mean the, nobody the, sorry pete my bad dude but mushy pea sandwiches are bleh. Hey, listen, Pete. I'm just kidding. Uh, actually, I think I, I love think, you, but I'm not sorry. No, the I don't English think Pete actually liked those. I think it was uh, I think it was Josh who liked them. But keep keep the going English up. invaded the entire world for spices exactly. and then refused to use it in their food. And I know that's a meme <laughs> now, but that's been true forever. And it, fuck English food. And I am mostly English of but they of of descent and blood. But like, Eng- England cannot cook. So I'm the, the Thai English take is, is interesting terrible. though because I'm pretty sure the Thai government has an entire ministry devoted to like protecting. Traditional cuisine. Traditional Thai food around the world. Yeah. Like, there's several different categories. Oh, interesting. Uh, for, like, you've got, like, your shitty category, your mm. medium category, and your, like, your your highfalutin Thai category. I just totally and, ranked restaurants in that here in town. And mm. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. Got Alex High Ramen last night. If your experience overseas is, like, just different categories. And and that might explain, oh, that that might explain the differences. Well, or, typically, they're all really nice. Okay. I would say I typically stick to the higher end. Like Alex, Alex Ty is incredible. Alex Ty is amazing, but like also I, did Yo- uh, did Yummy Ty make an announcement? They said they were going to on like uh, Sunday. Yeah, they have a restaurant in brick and mortar in North Shore. Br- Pretty sure they have a brick the and mortar in North Shore. Truck? Yeah, yeah, they're opening up former on, former Tyson owners. I've been is told. that really? Yeah, that's what I've been told. Dude, by I, multiple I'm people. a big Tyson fan. 
Well, they sold they, it and they started the and now they're the food truck. Because the, if if you if you listen to this podcast, holy shit, you've made it this far. Um, yeah, for real. But if you want the best soup of your life, they they everybody says it different, but I know it. It's a traditional tom ka, which is a coconut based with spices, uh, with chicken and mushrooms, and it is. When I the last time I, I I got COVID again not too long ago, and it killed me, it did me way worse than the the time mm. before, and uh, I was you know had all the sinusy BS going on, and man I I drank that soup for like four meals in a row, and it like just gave me life. But before that, it's my favorite soup of all time. So, so I'll I'll blow your mind a little. I've never been to Tyson. And now that it, they've changed owners, I don't. We'll see. I, I'll wait for other people they're, to tell me. They're still good. They're still good. Oh yeah, cool. we get it all the time. At work. One last question. Just just go to Yummy Thai Taco. Love Drug love that place as well. Love Alex. I've, I've been I, on them on Red Bank. Well, you, yeah, because you're on Dane, or by Dane Boulevard. Of course you know that. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I had it at uh, the only time I've ever actually had it was at like Shady's or something like that. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Shady's. Last question. Foreign food category that you want to try more of? Vietnamese. Mm. Never had Vietnamese food. I've I've had, I, I, I had it in D.C. and it was like just a little, a little pop-up place, not that expensive. Like, was incredibly good and i want i think i want to delve more into i think i want to delve more into asian food which is why the the flying squirrel thing is so interesting Mm -hmm. oh yeah and that's happening so many people are upset and i'm like i love i love flying squirrel that place was my shit that was my local haunt for a long time (laughs) yeah like i went through like like full turnovers of staff uh there my, my I'm not. Thing. I'm not like. I'm not sad about it though. Like I, I'm on. I'm on North Shore. Like I, I just don't get over there that often. Yeah. The only thing I want to preserve, and and like flying a squirrel since they got rid of brunch, really has always been a drinking spot for me. Here. Not a not a food spot for me. Yes. Um, getting rid of brunch was personally sad because it was like great brunch food. Yeah. So good. and the best mimosa deal in town. Yep. Um, but that's my main by twenty four spot. Keep yeah. Going. Yeah. So. The only thing I want to make sure they preserve is summer water. Oh, we have different answers. It's going that. away, man. It's going to go away. Yeah. Go. Well, my favorite, and, and it's, they're not going to keep it, uh, but this was the, my, I got like a bunch of likes on a, like a news channel nine Facebook post where I said this. Uh, where they said Hell yeah. It, You've said, never said something older. <laughs> yeah. 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 You on Facebook commenting on news channel nine. And I hardly look at Facebook, but Rachel, my, Rachel told me about it. So well, I, yeah, cause like, that post went viral. Like everybody was like, or at least here locally. Cause I mean, I yeah. got texted me multiple places. Multiple I commented times. on it and I said, as long as I keep the truffle fries. Oh, I, now yeah. my favorite thing at flying squirrel would be to go, uh, yeah, we're, it's, we've already eaten. We're just drinking. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, let's and order then, a truffle fries. No one plate of those go by and you're like, yeah, we'll take two <laughs> orders of that. Yeah. Whatever that smell is, uh, we're gonna take yeah. some of that. I love those. Those yeah. are those are the greatest. But yeah, I think if I had to dive into uh, another type of cuisine, it would be Ethiopian food because it's really good. So you I was your hands, man. I was gonna say that, and then I've really never really eaten um, Ethiopian food, so I don't want to say that without having ever eaten it that I know of, at least uh, that I remember rather. Shout out to the. No, they changed their name. It used to be called the Bang Meringue, but now it's called something else. It's in Nashville. It's the same owner, same restaurant. They just changed their name, and it's an Ethiopian. I got to figure out what the Bang Meringue is. So mine is Indian food. Um, Indian's fire. Indian food is great. I've only had it, you know, 
other so i worked at a hotel for a brief period where they brought me indian food like every night because the the couple who owned the hotel lived upstairs so they would bring me food almost mm -hmm. every night but like going out to eat i've only probably been out to eat indian food five ten times something like that not that many times in my life mm -hmm. so yeah that's that is my list uh, Ma maddie the loves indian food and i need to i need to just go on an, an indian food adventure. i love curry we have a i, like I mean a I, I think there's, here, there's, don't there's, we? yeah yeah we there's, uh, there's so many Ella there's and so her coworker. Ella has an Indian coworker who's like took us all out to a place in Eastridge, um, recently, Heck and like was great. I don't remember what it's called. Sorry, Eastridge place, but like I, I could I could take you to it. Um, it's right near the old Eastridge Hardware. Um, it's literally like next door, or two doors down, um, or two that's parking lots down. That's the only thing Eastridge is good for is random hole in the wall ethnic. <laughs> ethnic yeah, foods. the Bosnian Absolutely. restaurant closed. There was a Bosnian restaurant that was fire, dude. I don't even know if it was good Bosnian food, but the food I meaning like there might be better Bosnian food, but like the Bosnian food I had there was fucking awesome. Yeah, I, th I think I'll amend amend my Vietnamese to like just general Asian food, general Asian food. Yeah, yeah. I almost said that, but I, I wanted to just go a little different. Yeah, well, everything else in Eastridge sucks. Agreed. So it's, it's a failed state over there. Let's let's take just a, a few minutes for some mailbag stuff. Uh, we okay. We need to go fast. So Jay, are you good? Still good for time? I do need to probably leave soon, but let's do one. real real quick. Real We're quick. at one thirty five. Let's do before one forty. Okay. Uh, so got a couple mailbag questions here about about some soccer related stuff. Um, this isn't a soccer podcast. This is a not food a soccer podcast. podcast. It used uh, to be a soccer podcast. So, and and one of the questions, the, the, kind of, there was some stuff about general stuff in the league or whatever, uh, and and it's Nisa. Who the fuck knows what's going on? Like, will Club de Leon play seven games in twenty five days? <laughs> who knows? Um, but one thing was interesting was like some injury updates, uh, specifically for CFC. Um, if you if you don't remember, Ali Jaimez made. Uh, a shout out a late appearance in the uh in the albion game yes he did we've been we've been told that uh ethan corin is, is back and i think ready to go uh, which is really nice ethan's not played has ethan played any minutes since uh no no since like atlanta united no, no. so like that, i mean that's that's fantastic good to see him uh back and hopefully available for selection this weekend i actually i had one question i didn't even answer what about partita jonathan Partita. Uh, we saw him out in california and is he still a part of the squad? Yeah, so he's he had a I mean, bad injury. He's been rehabbing an ACL injury. Yeah. Um and and I think he's he, I think he's close to like starting to like resume some training. I'm, I'm That's we're not what he talking told about us. we're not talking about like like match like match fitness training. Like we're starting to talk about like yeah. getting like some regular movements again. Yeah, getting into rehab. Um probably, so like, I I mean like I don't know I don't know what his situation is if if we'll see him back here or not. Uh I think I, I think there are probably some people that are wondering about Taylor Gray. I think he's still pretty a, a ways away, um, and 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 I, I don't have a timeline on that one. And then Colin Stripling should be getting close. Need Colin Stripling back. I don't know. I don't know. He if, was such a key part of how we've started to play and how the progressions we've made during yeah, the year with him yeah. letting Richard move and giving the tactical flexibility. And yeah, it's really important to get him back. I don't know if he's like Gold Star close or like Savannah close or or even further than that, but. We we hopefully if there's not been a setback, like hopefully we're we're a little bit we're a little bit closer to seeing him back, and we're pretty close. We're almost close to to full fitness, to my knowledge. I have a I have a mailbag question. What happened when like all of a sudden a bunch of FC Gold Star players went to Detroit or no sorry went to Detroit went to Savannah right? Yeah, a couple like a couple Gold Star now? players went to Was that to the club Savannah. One went to Albion paying. Yes. Or, okay. So, uh, to my knowledge, a, Gold Star has never missed a payment, but they did 
So Golds, uh, they did allow a lot of players to leave. So really, really quickly, Goldstar had a really big roster with hopes of like cultivating a whoever's best plays, and then like some of these players get moved to Europe because they have Euro, they had European connections. Um, once the owner decided he didn't want to spend a bunch more money on Goldstar and decided it was basically a lost cause and they weren't going to build a stadium and whatever else, gotcha. they allowed basically almost anyone. We don't know if it's truly anyone, but most of the team was offered like, hey, if you want to leave, we'll let you out of your contract. Um, and so a lot of players took uh, them up on that. Gotcha. Okay. So that's what happened there. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. that was very random. Like some me. some players decided to go play amateur for the rest of the for the rest of the summer. Some are playing. Some went and played professionally Couple, other places. Yeah. Do we know where our boy Red went? He went back home. Gotcha. To yeah. train and get ready for for the next step. Good. It was too a little too late for him to get on at a good good amateur spot for to keep minutes and a little too late for yeah, for pro because he didn't leave until opportunities. the end of June, yeah, or early July, something like that. I saw him whenever I think did we play them the first game of the season? Yes, at home, and he he was like I saw him. I was on the pitch for a second and came back up and I like hugged him and whatever and yeah he was. I was like, how's it going? You know, he's like, yeah. And I think it was really shitty being back at Finley for his first sure. time to play for for a club that's nowhere near. And then he wasn't. Are, and so. then he wasn't even playing. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a bummer. So he, I feel bad for him. Same, same. What's the other, any more mailbag questions? Uh, let me look real quick. You got forty seconds. I love <laughs> how you guys are repping CFC so hard, and I'm over here wearing Billy Strings. Billy Strings. Dude. You know. I did get this in Huntsville. Went to went to Billy Strings uh, two nights in a row. A few. Uh, uh, few this is actually an interesting back. question nice. that we'll we'll have to go kind of quick here with. But our last five games are Gold Star, Savannah twice, Flower City, possibly Clip Leone. Uh, we've drawn. Um, maybe not. We've drawn against. Every single one of these teams, with the exception of Gold Star. Fun fact: Gold Star is actually, if we beat them on Sunday, Gold Star will be the only team in the league that we actually won every single scheduled match against. We have dropped points at some point against everybody else. Even though the that ref was blind as fuck, and that was clearly a penalty. Correct. Continue. Sure. Yes. You don't even know which one you're talking about, but yeah, probably um, against Mumu. At so the question is, uh, what needs to happen to get? to get eight points from them. I think that eight points is referring to, although I believe it's 10, uh, referring to like what we need Clinching. to secure the number one, the number one overall seed. This is easy. Uh, we need the offense to play well. Davis has played well all season. The offense has been up and down. Got to click. Offense has got to keep clicking. Look, and I'm not saying we've been terrible all season because the offense just comes in waves. And like last year was the same thing, right? It's not a hockey stick. It's it's like plateau up, plateau up. And it like works on We've got to get the winger play has to be better. And that has kind of been the key all season to our offensive production is, is are the wingers playing well? And if they are, and we, you know, we don't have to rely on Marcus to bail us out and do magic. And that's what we can't be is relying on one player magic. We have to be playing well as a team. And that's how we can get those points because our defense, unless something insane happens, is not going to change. Our defense has been money all season. I'm going to break the rule. Can I piggyback? Go for it. Okay. If we do secure the top spot, what is it? Is that enough for us to have every playoff home game? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. That's all I need to know. So all play with patience. Uh, play with good decision making. Pick your spots. And then actually beat your man when the one on one when the one on one opportunity comes. But uh, we need to play our game and not someone else's game. Sure. And let's let's not kid ourselves. Like these games are against the 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 bottom three in the table, uh, or I guess bottom four ish, whatever. Don't play with your food before you eat it. Yeah, hell yeah. 
we should win all these games three four nothing. That's Boys, thanks for joining. This is a wonderful lunchtime pod. I am so happy. <laughs> this has made my day. Maybe even made my week. We'll see how how the uh, how the rest of my week goes. Hopefully, it doesn't make my week. I mean, I'd have a, I'd have a, not done anything. Um, whatever but this is the best way to start out a week and i'm i'm so happy when uh, actually when jay and and matt were were like let's let's do a podcast on on tuesday so so glad you guys joined us thank you listeners uh for for listening for watching whatever uh, wherever you are listening to this podcast and we will catch up with you soon peace